0: Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minasaurian accents. Wow, wow. That was
2: the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that
1: know. that <laughs>
0: was bad. I thought you were saying Vienna sausage <laughs> accents okay
1: you know what as uh, the non-local here i think i did a pretty darn good job
0: no you you did a terrible we've, job we've... and i have so many regrets asking you to come on the show today <laughs> i already <laughs> I told I'm, you, I'm kidding me. i love you so much you
1: told me to say the highlighted part i didn't know this was coming either otherwise i would have practiced my mina Soten accent <laughs> oh, oh stop.
3: Just stop. <laughs> you know what Work on. good we well, so <laughs> Can anyone guess who our special guest is today? Because it's not Kenyon. Hi.
1: <laughs> it's not a Minnesotan. No. No. It's and M. It,
3: Schultz from, and that's why we drink. It's oh, me. Let me tell you about my best, M. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, Thank you for having me. I uh,
1: was jealous when Christine got a shot at this, so I'm glad to be here as well. Hey, well, it's Christine, not our fault. you were in the hospital. I was in the hospital. We discussed that fair. for a half an hour. Everyone, did. everyone. I hope you feel like your ears were spared because mm. they were. For the last 45 minutes, I caught everyone up on my medical history.
2: It was
0: incredible. <laughs> but don't worry. I mean, Christine owes us like a thousand favors for <laughs> helping everybody Carrying when she your show. was pregnant. We <laughs> literally carried her mantle on our <laughs> tiny... Weak shoulders. <laughs> I I will say, you guys really, really
1: delivered when it came to uh, Christine's maternity leave. So it, this is truly the least I could do with Kenyon's maternity leave.
0: We're so, 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 so glad that you're here. Yes. I, I'm very
1: glad. Every time I uh, hang out with you guys in person or through the waves of sound, I always have a good time.
3: Good. Well, we're going to have a fucking good time today, too. This is the perfect episode for you to guest it on, is. too. I am it so is. excited. Also, I think this episode comes out on Halloween. <gasps> I think so, because yeah. Halloween's a Monday. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy oh. Halloween. Ooh, happy
1: Halloween. We got a, that, do you guys sesh- know what you're dressing up as yet? Yes. Did we? Are you allowed to publicly say? Sure.
0: Okay. What? What I am response? going to make my costume, which if uh, obviously this will have already happened by the time this episode airs, but or I'm not gonna, have happened, or not have happened. <laughs> I'm going to try to do it on Instagram Live so people can see how terrible the process is. Oh, but no. I want I got a Venus flytrap this year and I named <gasps> her Audrey Two, and now I want to go as a Venus flytrap, not as Audrey Two from Little Shop of Horrors, but as an actual Venus flytrap. Who is Billy going to be the fly? I don't even know if Bill's going to be in town for Halloween. But if he is, that's the best couple's costume ever. And I hadn't even <laughs> thought of that. Or a
1: praying mantis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something
0: something you can no, just No, he's like... got to be the fly. You're totally right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to text him immediately and tell him. Can't cancel your Guess plans. what? You're going to be a fly for Halloween. <laughs> or they've got
1: like those, they've got those, um, those chocolates. You can get them online. They're, um, they're fly shaped chocolates. So you can just give yourself a reason to eat chocolate. Oh, wait, aren't you a diabetic? Oh.
0: Um, I'm a diabetic, but I am willing to do anything <laughs> Ooh, to elevate my costume. <laughs> and eating fly shaped and chocolate glucose. is fucking perfect. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to okay. elevate my costume and my glucose. So <laughs> this is going to be the best Halloween ever. I can't okay. wait. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, um, I'm glad I didn't damage damage
1: your plans oh my God. there. No, no, no. no and no, 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 no. Corey wants Corey
3: to go as Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers. Yes, mm, of course, because I do perfect. love to break into song. You do. Well,
1: I mean, also, aren't you the Bob and Linda of your town these days with yes. your little mm-hmm. burger joint, mm-hmm. Bobby? I'm just. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. I can't wait until we magically find um, a. A, a city reason to come
3: to Des Moines.
1: <laughs> I was going to say a city near you where all of a sudden I can just eat all of my meals in, at Lichelle's. Uh It's too it's,
0: easy. It's really easy to eat all your meals there. It's really good.
1: <laughs> we'll I go. Really, It'll be great. The, but, the The pictures look beyond. I I mm-hmm. can't. I, they look so stinking good.
3: Yeah, they're pretty good. What's your Halloween costume? I don't know yet. I had
1: a plan to dress as Christine. Because we actually, we have a Halloween show. I think we're in Atlanta on Halloween night. So fun. we were thinking about.
0: I love Atlanta. uh,
1: We are thinking about dressing up for the show. I think other people have already asked if they can wear costumes to the show.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, I guess if this is coming out Halloween, then I'm not ruining anything. But I'm thinking of dressing up as Christine. And if not, I think like a a good old fashioned cryptid will probably just do the trick. So Mm -hmm. I love it. It's got to be something I I can travel with,
0: you know?
3: Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Thousand percent. I love that. You're this. amazing. I love that.
3: Well, on that note, should we no. get to our topic? Yeah, our very sure. special fan pick. Yes. So this week's very special fan picker is Crystal Danielle. Mm. And Crystal has chosen the topic of ghost hunter crimes. Wow. Ugh, so yep. perfect. What a fun fucking topic. Yeah. I had so there, much fun writing my notes. As, I know. As a
1: previous ghost hunter, I gotta tell you, this does feel very on brand for me. So yep, I it care. sure is.
3: I saw this on the calendar and I was like, I'm texting M right <laughs> <Yep>. fucking now.
1: <laughs> yep. I really I'm so honored that I'm your like in-house ghost hunter uh liaison. It's and true. our clown liaison. I'm yes. a i wear many hats for Wine. And, and our corn. successful podcasters.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that said, should we move to the wine crime pairing, Amanda?
0: Yes.
3: Do it. Take it away. Let's
0: do it. So, uh, I wanted to read Crystal's email because it's perfect and amazing. And I think Crystal will be especially pumped that for their fan pick, we have invited M onto the show.
3: (laughs) Something tells me Crystal is a fan of your show as well. I hope so.
0: and this also introduces the pairing for today. So it's not just, you know, pumping up M's ego. It's also practical. So... I'm- I'm fine without the practicals. I-, I mean, yeah, you're you're good with both. <laughs> Do what you need. So, Crystal wrote for my very special fan pick. I have chosen the topic of ghost hunter crimes. This has been inspired by spending my own tween and teen years being obsessed with shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, featuring M and Christine's nemesis oh. Zach Bagelbites. <laughs> hey, okay, so okay, so um, Crystal does listen. Okay, got yep, it. my on our love. level. Yeah, Crystal loves you. And my current love of watching ghost hunting YouTube channels with both of my partners while we get ready for bed. I introduce your show, so wine and crime, not your show. M, back get off for yourself. Okay, got it, got Jesus. it, got it. Jesus, keep your Humbling fucking mountain yeah, over here. Yeah, can you just relax and stop like screaming about? And that's why we drink. You're not on, and that's why we drink right now.
1: I I gotta know my place. Sometimes yeah. I I my my head is in the clouds. Sometimes lock so. it
0: up. God. Okay. <laughs> I introduced your show to all of my housemates, and we frequently have listening parties in the car together. My housemate Sam is something of a mixologist, so in lieu of a wine pairing, he has crafted a cocktail dedicated to Mr. Zach Bagelbites himself, (gasps) so we can all have a drunken laugh together. Oh my gosh! We discussed using Jaeger as a base, but couldn't bring ourselves to do that to Amanda. For which I am very grateful. (laughs) There are so many people who like Jaeger, and I, I. I have, I. it's problematic. It's I, problem. It, do your inner work, guys. That's too <laughs> much. <laughs> we'll be drinking right along with you from our living room, not the car, and can't wait to listen to all of the ridiculous things I'm sure you will dig up. Mm-hmm. So what they've put together for us is the Drunk Ghost Cocktail. Yes. Mm. So this is the recipe that they have put together. And I did make it with one very slight change and I'll I'll yeah adjustment only because of what I had on hand so I'll tell you what that adjustment is to make a single drunk ghost cocktail you'll need two ounces of coconut rum so like Malibu which you know I always have Malibu on my bar Lucy (laughs) I love it one ounce
3: (laughs) of vanilla vodka which I feel like you buy a bottle of Malibu and like it never goes away completely Um, mine does
1: yeah, you just or love does, Malibu. Do you, do I you just really have multiples like rum to so like, is it like a grocery store where you just always have one stocked in the back to pull out?
0: I mean, she just loves Malibu. I I, I really like Malibu and Captain. I really like high school era rum. I don't know what it is. It's just like a Malibu <laughs> diet or a Captain diet. It tastes like a vanilla Coke and it's really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, I, as someone who doesn't drink, I that I do tell myself that based on the smell, that uh-huh. would be my
0: go-to drink. It's it's good and then you just got a little bit of caffeine. I don't know. It's I it's I'm a fan. It's like either I'm drinking a rum and diet or I'm drinking a gin and tonic. I have very weird taste.
3: We used to drink it with a uh, pineapple orange juice.
0: Yeah. and like oh. a little
3: bit of sprite on top. Well, okay,
0: you're on to it. So oh. this is Two ounces of coconut rum, one ounce of vanilla vodka, which I did have to go out and get because I don't usually have flavored vodka in my house. But vanilla vodka around fall is quite good. You can put in a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff. And vanilla vodka is also really good if you want to have, like, a slightly sweeter white Russian. It's really, really, really tasty. Yum. Okay, so coconut rum, one ounce of vanilla vodka, two ounces of coconut cream, And about four ounces of lemon-lime soda, like Sprite or 7-Up. But I did it with just lemon-lime LaCroix so that I didn't have that extra sugar. Because, you know, I got that pancreas thing. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you fill a cocktail shaker with ice. You add your rum, your vodka, and your coconut cream. You shake it until the coconut cream is all mixed in with your booze. Then you strain it into a glass. You top it with the lemon-lime soda. And I also didn't do this because, again, my pancreas, but you can, they recommend you garnish it with a ghost shaped marshmallow peep. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is adorable, but I did not invest in those either. So that is what I'm drinking today. Is anyone else having any fun kind of beverage? I'm having a fun beverage. What but, are you having? But it's not um,
1: uh, alcoholic, obviously. So I'm, I'm over here at Rockin' the Mocktail. Mm. But there's a company that I, I I this really is not like sponsored for you or me, but there's a <laughs> company that I found on like one of my Instagram ads
2: mm-hmm.
1: called Frazy. It's like crazy with an F. Ooh. And they make these frozen ready to go mocktails and they ship them to you. But like I'm you am with that. You can customize it. You can put your name on the cup. You can like select which garnishes will be frozen with the drink. So like when you defrost the whole thing, it's a drink like ready to go. Cute. And I'm drinking one called curls for girls and wow it, it is just, i don't know what's going on in here but it's very delicious and it has an orange slice so
0: yeah.
1: lucy are yummy. you
3: drinking anything fun today yes i have a a little uh vodka cranberry yum it's cr- in one of your
0: tiny little glasses
3: yes it's it's in it. one of my um it's with the, vo- uh, the crayon raspberry juice that we yum. always have at my parents house <laughs> is it in one of your hams glasses um, no, it's not, not one of the hams ones. It's in the slightly larger, but you, it, yeah, it's a smallish glass, not a pint glass or anything. Well, is that that your, I love is it. Is that
1: your go-to drink, Lucy?
3: This girl no, not loves. really.
1: Yeah, but you I do, do love, love vodka. vodka. Anything,
3: oh. really anything with vodka, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But, nice. uh, a vodka gal. I'm, I'm a vodka gal. I'm working with what I had in my, in my fridge today. And, I
0: love it.
1: And both of you are anti-Jager is what I'm learning. Yeah.
3: There is one <laughs> specific person on this planet who I will have a Jaeger bomb with
0: and she passed away a while ago. Oh, no, I Oh, living I was person? Of Jessica.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. she did like the Jaeger bombs. Yeah, well, just, that was just like Jake. Ye- <laughs> she passed away when we were like 26, so I was still like And it youthful. was not a Jaeger related incident. She no, had cancer. So everybody calm
0: down. We had we, we
3: were back in our uh, youthful vigor days, but mm-hmm. now at 35 there is only one person. If he twists my arm, I will have a Jaeger bomb with him. But I will. Is it Ben? No, it's Iran. Oh, hi, Iran. He doesn't listen. I
0: know. What an <laughs> angel. Also, that does not surprise me. But I'll all.
3: drink like half of it and then just give him the rest of it because I fucking can't. Or do what we
0: did <laughs> in Nashville and people would just bring us shots and we'd pour them in a plant. All those plants on that rooftop bar are dead.
1: They're I'm dead. telling you right now. There is
3: a lot of tequila in those plants. A, yeah. As
1: someone who's never tried it, what does Jaeger taste like?
3: It's black really like licorice and death. It's oh. really like
0: herbaceous. It's thick. It's mm. literally like green black.
3: What? It's like dark brown. I, it's The bottle's much. green.
0: I know, Gross. but the, the liquid is. She's it's amazing. Like, is it creamy? It's like a,
3: no, it's just thick. It's and syrupy. You're, and you're supposed to drink it cold, like mm. out of the freezer, so that makes it even thicker. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I've, I've heard enough.
3: Yeah, you <laughs> really have. have. I've seen what I needed to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. Mm-hmm. It's not for well, you. It's not for most people. While
0: you're thinking about that too much and <laughs> trying not to gag, M. Lucy, do you want to give us our background and psych on Ghost Hunter crime? I sure fucking do.
3: There is okay. a little bit of psych in here. <gasps> Ooh, so I don't need to
0: shake my bones. I'm shaking my bones for you every day.
3: But it is Halloween, so maybe I'll shake them anyway.
0: Do it. Fuck it. There are no rules here. Yeah.
3: Oh, these are your favorites, Amanda. The snake ribs. The snake ribs. It's such a
0: gentle sound. Yeah.
3: Didn't I do like an ASMR recording and send it to you?
0: You sure did. You did a (laughs) full blown voice memo that I could keep and I have revisited it (laughs) because I am not fucking well.
3: (laughs) It's a gentle little tinkle. It's so gentle. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So from Wikipedia, quote, ghost hunting is the process of investigating locations that are reported to be haunted by ghosts.
0: Nailed it. Typically, mm-hmm. a ghost
3: hunting team will attempt to collect evidence supporting the existence of paranormal activity. Mm,
2: ghost hunters.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Ghost hunters use a variety of electronic devices, including EMF meters. And what M, does just EMF, give us a quick check yeah, if the, you have it. What does oh, EMF okay. stand for? Oh, okay.
1: Oh yeah, oh, okay, yay. Okay. So um EMS stands for electromagnetic field meters. And so uh I've used K2 meters, which are they basically do the same thing. They read the electromagnetic fields. There's also rooks. There's a bunch of different things that more or less do the the same have the same purpose, but So check, you have that. Oh, check I have that. Yeah. If you'd like mm-hmm. me to give you a whole little class on each of them, I can do that too. So if you're confused oh about anything, I got gotcha. you. Yes.
3: Well, okay, so I have a folder of photos on the drive, which will be on the blog, of the really the three times I've been ghost hunting.
2: Hmm. Amanda was
3: with me for one of them in uh, Louisville. We went to the haunted sanatorium, Waverly Hills. Oh,
0: it was so awesome. Mm -hmm. It was so fucking awesome.
3: So for that ghost tour, we didn't have any like special equipment, but I'd been on another one in Bradenton, Florida, I think, somewhere -hmm. somewhere in Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. They give you like tools, like these readers. So I have pictures of myself with these readers. It was two ghost hunter professional ladies and then myself and my sister-in-law. That was it. That was the whole group. And it was so fucking fun. You Bill and I are very... going to
0: New Orleans next week and I want to do some hunting. Yes.
1: Oh, those, mm-hmm. that's, it's, New Orleans is just the best. Uh, I'm
0: no, so Lucy, excited. you
3: look very cute in these little pictures. Look you at really Aww, you. You really do. Thank you. I was so, so excited. Happy. I was really jazzed. <laughs> you look, you
0: look,
1: you look jazzed. You look like you're having a great time. Aw.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, well, when I was a ghost and I also, I used to also run ghost tours, and we were one of the ghost tours that gave you equipment to investigate. Fuck yeah, so yeah, that's how I, they should all be. They, it's, it was, it's once you have a tour like that, you never want to go on another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
3: Ghost hunters can also use digital thermometers, which will mm-hmm. get to the cold spots. Mm-hmm. Both handheld and static digital video cameras, including thermographic and night vision cameras, night vision goggles, as well as digital audio recorders, to get like the the spooky the, EVPs. The, the, yeah, the the you noises. Got the, you the got groans. the gogs.
0: You got the goggles. I uh,
1: night fish? I, I don't have goggles, <laughs> but night gogs. I have night fish gogs. You got some I, sick gogs. <laughs> I don't have any gogs, but I do have a, basically a whole crate of uh, infrared or night vision cameras. So, yeah. So, they, they, do it, they do it for you so you don't have to wear the gogs.
3: Oh, Ooh. my God. This is so yeah. exciting. So, other more traditional techniques are also used, such as conducting interviews and researching the history of allegedly haunted sites. People use dowsing rods. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is so much for ghosts as it is it for, can like, be. water. It can be. It can okay. be. Okay, it definitely can be. Ghost hunters may also refer to themselves as paranormal investigators. Mm -hmm. So I think I know the answer to this question, but does everyone here believe in ghosts?
1: Yes, absolutely.
3: (laughs) Okay, I fucking do too, even though their existence has never been scientifically proven, but it's been personally proven over and over.
0: Mm-hmm. Whatever, fucking uh, gravity is just a theory. Also, come on. <laughs> uh, no, ghosts. Ghosts are. Re- I actually had a
1: tough conversation with my girlfriend this weekend where I. She like, she made it very clear she is uncertain of if ghosts exist. No, and I mm-hmm. leave her. I really oh actually it was it, we love it was it was the closest I think I've came. I like had a, I oh had my to, d- I had to take a couple of minutes. I was like, wait a minute, w- what am I, I, I been doing? I had to go for a walk. What <laughs> what have I,
3: been? Been doing? I was
1: like, is my entire career a sham to you? Like, oh <laughs> wow. you know, I'm going
3: to visit my mom this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the bags are packed. I knew this day would come. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, no. I just like yeah, duh, fucking duh, fucking duh. This, this to me, this is like UFOs. Fucking duh. Yeah. Do you yes, know yes. how big the universe is? Right. right. Do you mm-hmm. think you're special? Because you're not. Mm-hmm. Thank
0: you. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, I, I am, but yes, I get what you're saying.
1: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm totally backing you. And anyone who disagrees, they have every every freedom to be wrong. That's totally mm-hmm. fine. This is. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is America think you, I can, like you can be wrong you, all you want. You can do whatever you want, including be absolutely unequivocally uh,
0: fucking wrong. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel like you could prove ghosts before you can prove like God. Gravity. So, Thank you. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Thousand percent.
3: Ghost hunting is mostly considered a pseudoscience by idiots, but it is fun and exciting, according to a survey conducted in October 2008 by the AP and Ipsos. 34 percent of Americans say they believe in the existence of ghosts which mm-hmm. like why isn't it more I was gonna say
1: 66 percent bl- are my girlfriends so
3: <laughs> 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 wrong 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 moreover a Gallup poll conducted in 2005 showed that a lot about of Gallup poll that about 32 percent of Americans believe that ghosts exists with the belief declining with age so the older you get the the closer to being a ghost you are, yep. the less you believe in them. Look that's pathetic. that
1: that yeah, pathetic is the right word, thank you. <laughs> I got nothing else. that's it makes no sense to me. No. I feel like you know
0: I also I think it's denial. I think as you're entering into the reality of fair. death, you will cling to anything to make it mm-hmm. seem like it's not happening.
3: like you're going to heaven.
0: I feel like, and maybe
1: this is like, I I know a lot of people, you know, have religious beliefs because it is a comfort as you get closer to the end, you know, that, Mm -hmm. oh, there is more after this. I feel like I'm the same way, but only in the concept of ghosts and the afterlife. I'm just like, oh, as I get older, I'm going
0: to haunt you. It's fine.
1: I'm stoked to Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I can wait, but like, I'm also stoked (laughs) to like, know that like, I will be like, the
3: coolest ghost out there, at least I I really will. I think it's more comforting Mm -hmm. to believe in ghosts. than I think so, too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. The poll also mentioned that more people believe in haunted houses than Mm. any other of the paranormal items tested, with 34% of Americans, 28% of Canadians, and 40% of Britons believing in haunted houses. Mm.
1: I love it. I that I can get behind. I do wish the numbers were higher though. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, what do you think a haunted house is if you don't believe in ghosts? Really? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Bad plumbing? Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, just bad juju? oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that there was an actual $1 million prize for anyone who could produce evidence of supernatural or paranormal abilities under agreed-upon scientific testing criteria? Hmm.
1: I feel like that's unfair because I feel like if you have to do it under scientific testing, I I just feel like it's like it's not that fair because I feel like you're expecting something at random. You can't control something to happen that's usually at random.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There's no back and forth texting agreement with your local ghost of like, oh, yeah, so you're going to be here at this time, right? And you're going to scare these people under these specific conditions right well and
0: also this is stuff that we do not have a full-blown understanding of and so we're already trying to capture it with like the rudimentary ability of the science we have available now yeah so who is to say what scientific testing criteria is legitimate in a Mm non-science that is like in, in and of itself like a weird ethereal i don't know it makes sense. Just I, give me
3: the million dollars, okay? Well, <laughs> just, okay. So this this was first proposed in 1964 by a Canadian skeptic named James Randi. Okay, so mm-hmm.
0: around the same time, they were like living with dolphins and jacking them off to try to teach them how to talk and giving yeah. everybody LSD. So it let's was do, like
3: the 60s. <laughs> it was
0: literally the fucking Wild West. The <laughs> 60s were <Wild time. laughs> so crazy.
3: But he started it with just a thousand dollars, and then other people kept like backing him. So mm. he's a scientific skeptic, but he also, like, his life's work was to be a skeptic when it co- comes to paranormal shit, when it comes to science, when it comes to, like, anything. And I do think that skepticism is just as important for, absolutely. for anything yes. as absolutely, as it is in trying to, like, prove it. So mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool, and I sort of got the impression that he wanted someone to prove that totally. it was real. Totally. Mm. I so, fucking do. I will say, as someone who used to, you know, hang out
1: with a lot of paranormal investigators, most of them are, like, in their daytime, they're actually, like, scientists and engineers and very logical people, and Mm -hmm. they don't go into ghost hunting with the plan to find ghosts, but to debunk whatever's there, and they all Mm -hmm. seem to have the same hope of, like, not being able to debunk. So, Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of, like, almost a backwards way into the paranormal world of, like, they want to be proven that they can't prove it. Absolutely. Oh, we'll get to
0: the debunking, honey. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. The challenge has been accepted by over a thousand people, but none of them were successful, and the challenge was officially terminated in 2015 because he stepped down from his position as like the head of the board of his, of uh-huh. this organization that he ran, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're not going to do this anymore." <laughs> mm-hmm. So there are some simple explanations for that feeling we get when we feel like there's a ghost around. So, you know, the creepy, mm-hmm. the creepy.
0: The hairs on the back of your neck. Yeah.
2: Yep. The, the sudden spikies. cold.
3: Mm-hmm. So Ugh. this is from Encyclopedia Britannica, my lover. Mm. <laughs> so it could be infrasound. An infrasound mm-hmm. is sound that falls below the audible range of humans. And infrasound can be created by earthquakes, certain animals, and also severe weather that causes us to experience anxiety, sorrow, and paranoia. My
0: God. Yeah, it's not that fucking weird? <laughs> it's crazy.
3: Another possibility is changes in the Earth's geomagnetic fields. Mm-hmm. Okay. Experiments have shown that these can stimulate the temporal lobe of the brain, creating a sensation similar to that experienced during an alleged haunting. Mm, okay. It's like if you just kind of go tingly and suspicious. Yeah. It yeah, could. yeah yeah the the vibes are off. The vibes yeah. are off but it could just be because of the geomagnetic fields. Yeah.
1: Sure.
0: The geomagnetic sure. vibes off folks way off.
3: What do you think the frickin' Bermuda Triangle is?
0: God damn (laughs) the motherfucking Bermuda Triangle. I can't. Good point.
3: Geomagnetic vibes. They're just off.
0: (laughs) That bitch. That bitch.
3: And other causes of supposed paranormal activity had turned out to be nothing more supernatural than accidentally ingesting ergot, which is a fungal precursor of LSD. But we talked about the Salem Witch Trials Mm. and how everyone was, like, fucking hallucinating. It's because all of their brains... All their Mm. grains were, like, infested by this mold. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's like... the. I gotta listen to your show
1: more often. I don't know. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm
3: like, hey, God, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. Google... Yeah, we did. We talked about that in our Salem Witch Trials. Yep. Let me write that down.
3: Ergot. It's E-R-G-O-T. Yeah. E-R, Game of Thrones.
1: All right. I got it down. Okay.
3: It could also be, like... Carbon monoxide poisoning, <laughs> if you mm-hmm. get those tingly feels, if that's the vibes fair. are off. So, like, maybe open a window and, like, leave the house and call the fire department. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's like, at least, at the very least, sleep <laughs> with the window open. You yes.
3: Know? Whether it's a ghost or carbon monoxide. Yes. Let exactly. it out. Exactly. So, the history of ghost hunting as its own discipline goes back to the, I put, 90th century. I don't Whoa. think that's right.
1: Wow, that's far
3: off. (laughs) Yeah, I don't (laughs) think we're quite there. The 90th century. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't left my house in a while. I don't know what's going on out there. It
1: has felt like about 70 centuries have passed since the quarantine (laughs) began.
3: Approximately 70 centuries. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, discipline goes back to the 19th century when organizations like the Society for Psychical Research. Mm -hmm. That's hard to say. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm in. I'm in it. <laughs> That's why. Oh, there you go. It's based in London, right? It is. Yes. Oh my gosh, it looks really cool. Cool. It's flex, very fun. There's a. thing.
0: I know. There's... I know how to say this because um, I'm in it. So
3: I joined
1: just so I could sound really cool in this exact moment.
0: You do sound fucking. It
3: awesome. It worked. This is you're right. a you. literal expert for this topic. Way to you're show us hero. up.
2: <laughs> you are a hero. <laughs>
3: so these societies started cropping up to examine paranormal activity as like a a little bit more of a scientific study mm-hmm. like it it wasn't just so much like folklore wives tales scary stories it was like no we should probably start researching like psychics and what's that plasma mm,
0: ectoplasm. ectoplasm
3: yeah Mm -hmm. shit like that that's what was happening around this time yeah
0: i like to call what happens in my downstairs both right before and right after my period ectoplasm
3: Yeah. (laughs) maybe at at the peak of your period if you know you know i know
1: (laughs) i'll be only using that reference from now on thank you (laughs)
3: Funny, I mean, ectoplasm it, stage. That is what the SPR researches. <laughs> Vaginal <true>. ectoplasm. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, they definitely, Discharge. they definitely
1: had uh, at the beginning, or maybe the at the original height of spiritualism when they had a bunch of mediums doing seances. A lot of their bit was that they would be able to produce ectoplasm, and a lot of it did come out of their vaginas. I'm just so, saying. Oh, cool. They,
3: uh, cool. I'm just, just
0: fucking sick. I have done a, we have
1: done a whole episode on it, and that's why you drink about a few different mediums who did that and it was a lot to describe. Cause they were swallowing things like egg whites and, and fishnets and stuff, and it was it was so that it would then it would look like they're throwing up ectoplasm in the dark, but the things they were putting in their body from either end was out of control. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. So and then the SPR was like, I feel like we should step in. <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> this needs right. to be
3: stopped. This is crazy. This is a little too bonks. <laughs> Even for us. Yeah, my bonk-o-meter is, is going blowing in. up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Getting a really intense reading off of my boncometer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My meter is lighting up like a Christmas tree. I'm talking ding, 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 for ding, it. ding, ding, ding. Also,
0: please invent something called a meter and start bringing that on your ghost hunting. <laughs> if I could, I would. If I bring knew what I was M, doing. I need you to bring legitimacy to the bonkometer. Can you do it? <laughs> I'll do my darndest. Do you accept okay. this challenge? You're the only one for the job. <laughs> You're all we've got. <laughs> You're The, the Bonkometer is my retirement. I <laughs> put every last penny into the Bonkometer. <laughs> okay. Help me. Help me. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I think, hell. I think that cocktail is starting to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm officially a drunk ghost. How's that it's vanilla healthy, vodka? Help me, <laughs> Yeah,
1: wait, so is, does drunk ghost mean you'll be so drunk by the end you turn into a ghost? Ooh. Or that I'll
0: die? Oh, yeah. no. No, I think it's just in reference to how this drink is, like, white. Uh-huh. <laughs> I say and, and the it's, peep. They yeah. should just
1: call it the drunk Amanda,
0: then. I
3: mean. Yeah. Hi.
1: <laughs> Insert any name there, really. And, We're you know, good.
3: Yeah. So I think we've talked about spiritualism and mysticism in a past episode. I Mm -hmm. know I talked about it a little bit during my drunk dive on Rasputin. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Say no more.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Psychic researcher Harry Price gained public prominence for his investigations into psychical phenomena and his exposing a fraudulent spiritualist medium. So he he was a big old skeptic, too. And he... Well, I guess after he died, there was a book written about him that was called like "The Original Ghost Hunter" or something like he, that. He Whoa.
1: was he was Zach Bagans before Zach Bagans. He actually was he. I can, can I give a shout out to him. That's why I drink. Real yes, quick. of course.
0: Um, Are you kidding? Yes, Carol plugs
1: allowed. Harry <laughs> Price is one of my favorite paranormal people to talk about I, yes. I he is just under Harry Houdini which actually has a lot of paranormal history to him if you ever oh, do we'll it. to do oh we'll get to Harry Houdini perfect, <laughs> perfect. Um, but Harry Price falls right under him uh, we've actually done a three-parter on and that's why we drink about Harry Price but he was like the original ghost hunter he even like his big thing I think was the Borley Rectory but uh-huh. a lot of uh, cryptids and things like that he's covered and he was the first to ever create a ghost hunting kit and he had it like featured on the radio like in live time so he really mm-hmm. had like ghost adventures before ghost adventures so i love that
3: yeah I, he was he's really so fun cool i didn't get too much into him that was my personal shout
1: out then to go uh, do a drunk dive on him if you must because uh, i love yeah. him
3: yeah okay or just go and listen to your show mm-hmm. or go
1: yeah hey you you can certainly plug my show if
3: you'd like <laughs> mm-hmm. um mm-hmm.
1: i looked it up it is episodes 172 to 174 so amazing oh, yes
3: what are your uh ectoplasms my, my, my ectoplasms? Um, oh, that's a great question. The episodes. I'll, I didn't um, finish my sentence, really. I knew where you were going Where with are it. your
1: ectoplasms? <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I did have to think about it for a second. I was like, where are we going? Um, I Let me see. I am unsure about that one. Okay. I wish I could tell you, but I can't. I'll so. look it up.
3: We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he exposed fraudulent spiritualist mediums and he... To, he went all over the world just doing all sorts of cool shit. hmm And to honor the fan picker's request to not discuss the Warrens, I will not be discussing the Warrens right now. Fuck Fair em. enough. Fair Ghost enough. hunting gained popularity again in the early 2000s with reality shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, a.k.a. our fan picker's favorites. Mm-hmm ghost tourism is actually quite beneficial in raising money to restore historic properties and to garner interest in preservation. So I think as long as you're respectful Mm
2: -hmm. about
3: your activities, there is nothing wrong with going to these places, giving them your money, helping them stay open, and learning more about history. Well, and like
0: in New Orleans, you can't just, unless you're visiting the site of a loved one, you can't just go into the cemeteries because like they are being very specifically preserved folks are not Mm -hmm. that you know new orleans is below sea level so folks are like encapsulated above ground not underground and there's like so much vandalism and given the weather there they need to yeah they need to like really maintain and preserve those spaces Mm -hmm. i don't know i think that there's something really fucking cool about that
1: I think so too, and I I do appreciate that there are a lot of haunted locations just everywhere. That
2: mm-hmm. one of
1: the main reasons that they lean into their haunted history is so that people will hopefully learn more or appreciate more the their preservation societies. So it's mm-hmm. it's almost put on to it's almost. I, I don't want to say fully that it's like these companies need the ghost tours or need the ghost stories, but it certainly helps them fund Rays to be able to keep preserving the place. So it almost becomes yes. this this um cyclical
3: relationship. Totally. Yeah. And they're just really fucking cool. I mean whether you whether you find a ghost or don't <laughs> exactly I think it's it's
1: a fun way to get people to learn about their local areas and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. I don't I don't personally see it as problematic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. leaning into the spooky haunted history. I, I don't I think it's all uh, a good time for everyone. So
2: Mm -hmm.
3: I think so too. Well, going back to my um, ghost hunting pictures that I have, which will be on the blog. Some of these are from the Stanley hotel in Estes Mm -hmm. park. So that's where Stephen King stayed and got his idea for the shining.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And that is a creepy fucking hotel. It is gorgeous. I loved everything about it. And then on this ghost tour, we got to go down into the basement, like where the old kitchen used to be. And, Ooh. Look for it. There was a ghost that Hanset who was like the hotel baker for a long time, but he was like a real mm. pervert. Ooh. So you could tell okay. he was around. Making if you, dirty cakes. If you like smelled baked goods, you can, you know that he's like around, but also like on these ghost tours, he'd like play with women's hair and like Ooh. touch uh. touch their butts and things like that. We
0: can't <laughs> escape that even from fucking ghosts. Sure it's can't. like the
1: only time I never want to smell pastries. I, like,
0: <laughs> I don't yeah, want to be can... felt up. <laughs> this fucking perv ghost is ruining baked goods for me? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I, don't know.
3: I was a bit into it because this one picture is me taunting him with my hair. <laughs>
0: mm. uh-huh,
3: uh-huh. I was waving my hair around trying to get him to grab it. and
0: you didn't grab <laughs> Lucy's it. a real pastry perv. A real pastry perv.
3: And then some of these other pictures. So there's a sanatorium in Louisville. The mm-hmm. fucking red That was red ball. Don't even. There was... And then this one picture, I thought I captured an orb, and I got all excited about it, but it's just the fire alarm. Mm, classic. So yeah. that's the
1: f- false orb. I appreciate you being honest about your debunking, though, because you could have easily freaked us all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I mean, I kind of wanted saying- to, but... Scott <laughs> and Amanda and Kenyon were like, Yeah, that was a that was a <laughs> Well,
1: there are there are people <clears throat> Zach people bites <clears throat> that like I I can neither confirm nor deny, but I certainly have a hunch that not everything we see on the show is always a ghost.
0: So
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. Prab's Nat. And then this last picture is myself, Kenyon, and Amanda, and Scott by the witch tree in Louisville. In Louisville, yeah, it's really and fucking cool. Apparently, like, was it like a witch, uh, uh, an alleged witch was hanged from the tree?
0: Mm-hmm. And then it started growing all creepy and weird. And then
3: it was like struck by lightning, and then the tree turned like really fucking weird or something. What? I don't remember, but it's a very gnarly, bizarre looking tree. It's called the witch tree. Wild. That could just be a tree with really bad luck,
1: but like, like the, it's got itself its own history and everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: Something's off.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I do have some tips on how to hunt ghosts. And yeah. this is from ghostsandgravestones.com. Oh,
1: the best. I love their website.
3: Do you? It's a cool I,
1: website. I love them. I, whoever
3: runs that, good for you. It's a great hmm. website. Okay. So, number one be prepared. Before you embark on your ghost hunting adventure, make sure you have all the necessary supplies. For a beginning ghost hunt, you'll need a pen and paper to keep track of any paranormal observations, a camera, a flashlight with plenty of batteries, and Mm -hmm. if possible, a mobile phone for use in emergencies or to track the time. They've really thought of everything. (laughs) You'll also want to dress appropriately for your excursion by wearing comfortable shoes or bringing a jacket. Maybe something you can run in. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Leggings, sneakers. Sprint sprint out of uh, small places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if it's the haunted house attraction that Amanda dragged me to, a poncho <laughs> and a pair of old Uggs that you don't care about.
0: <laughs> yeah, we really glad we had the ponchos. God
3: damn it, that was <laughs> awful. I'm never ha- doing a haunted house. The factory
0: haunted house was a real experience. Oh my
3: god, I was abducted. I was what? put in I was put into a body bag and dragged mm-hmm. into another room away from I was- my friends.
0: Yeah, I was abducted and put into a giant steamer trunk with a stranger. Oh, God. And just left there for like 10 minutes. It's bold for you to say
1: that people who drink Jaeger need to do, like, unpack a lot because.
0: Like the fact that you She's paid projecting. money for that experience. Paid money and signed a waiver. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you have to sign a waiver, you shouldn't be there. It was like it a was two page awesome. waiver.
0: Yeah, it was really long. You know, it was like a legal differ. document. I, I was, think I'm married, actually. Yeah. It was that. hypocritical so of
1: factored. me to say that because I did sign an eleven page waiver for Zach Bagelbites to go into his uh museum and I've gone I've signed it three times. So
0: Wow,
3: okay.
1: We all have something we need to explore. Soul searching. <laughs> yeah yeah we all we all have our thing,
3: oh my God, oh God, okay, so M, um, this is for you. More advanced ghost hunters can purchase higher quality materials such as video cameras, audio recorders, or digital laser thermometers to locate sources of energy. Mm-hmm. but since Very this e- since this equipment can be quite pricey, beginners should test the waters with basic gear before investing lots of time and money, and honestly, same for podcasting, here's your free advice, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Just start with like your fucking voice ye's memo mind. on your phone. Right. I'll I'll also tell you, I I mean, I
1: am very lucky to have like a full, pro- very professional ghost hunting setup, like just ready to go if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But some of the most effective equipment I've ever gotten were like on clearance racks at Target and they're not even meant to be ghost hunting equipment. It's just sure. they're just motion detectors or like. A $5 laser or like, yeah. you know, a random, your own, the recorder we're using right now could pick up something. So mm-hmm. just because it's fancy doesn't always mean it's the best one. So just, right. a, just a disclaimer there. Same as you said with podcasting equipment. I mean, I can say confidently because you, the, the three of us, and then Christine and Kenyon, we all came up truly together. We all mm-hmm. started our podcasts the same week. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fucking yeah. wild. And <laughs> if you were anything like me and Christine, you spent like maximum two hundred dollars on microphones mm-hmm. and equipment. Yeah. Uh, we we got ours on like a Black Friday sale too. Yep. So it was even cheaper. And yeah, I mean, look at us. Look at us.
3: Look at God. us. God look bless. at us. Also, technology improves all the time. So, like, mm-hmm. even if you're getting something quote unquote cheap, if you know how to use it, what's what you're going to use it for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Exactly. Okay. Tip number two, do your research. Even if you're investigating your own home, it's a good idea to research a particular location's haunted history. You can prepare yourself for potential challenges and learn more about the paranormal sightings in an area. For example, if sightings commonly occur in the evening, you'll know to plan your ghost hunt around that time. Mm. You might even find a few pictures of orb backscatter in your research when a camera's flash picks up invisible spirits and auras. Backscatter. I don't like that.
0: I did not hear that word it, it, once in my life until right now. Orb backscatter. As someone with back knee, I really don't like <laughs> orb backscatter. <laughs> Just as a general concept I don't like it.
1: I feel like Back when deer
3: scatter. when deer poop it's backscatter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or, or like the the stuff that like you know might get stuck to an animal if you know if, you know. <laughs>
2: oh no, backscatter. Some klingons. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Some
3: dingleberries.
0: Yeah, what a cat is like too old or ill or fat to clean itself or lazy like, or dumb, a backscatter. Or yeah. Dumb or just <laughs> stubborn. Ick.
3: Here's a hot tip. Most paranormal interactions take place near battlefields, forts, cemeteries, schools, and houses, so you'll want to check out these locations in your area first. Mm -hmm. Tip number three, never investigate alone. Ghost Mm -hmm. hunts are not only much more fun with a group, but they're also much safer. You never know what kind of ghouls you'll encounter, so bringing a buddy or two is advised.
1: Yeah, that's especially if you are someone who is going to do what I don't advise and that's you think you are slick and can go investigate a place that has not given you permission.
3: Right. (gasps) That's my Uh, next tip.
1: Yep. And if so, if you are, I'm not saying you should at all. I do not condone that. But if you are someone who thinks you are going to be the ballsy one to try it out, definitely bring someone with you because if you're in an abandoned building. Right you know there's you, so many you dangerous fall you could, and fall, break your leg. You could yeah, yeah. yeah and like no one's gonna find you so mm-hmm.
2: i mean anyway.
0: minneapolis has like and i'm sure a lot of cities have have a culture like this but minneapolis has a big uh like sewer and abandoned building exploration culture here. interesting okay <laughs> like it's a big thing there are a lot of like anonymous youtube creators yeah who go into these old grain silos or you know we had like the wabasha caves and they're like close there's a bunch of like old caves and tunnels and all yeah. kinds of shit around the city and people love to get into well, those like
3: spots. fucking catacombs under the city
0: right but well, also there could be people have died could, a lot going into the the great the old grain elevators and grain mm-hmm. silos Ugh. around the city like it's not safe
1: well also like think about like you know if you think you're slick enough to get in there other mm-hmm. people are slick enough to think they can get in there and like someone could hurt you like yep. someone, there could be someone waiting for people like you to be all alone and think mm-hmm. you're exploring and i mean it's just it's just a fear that just you should be definitely safe. be aware of yeah, yeah. be yep.
3: fucking safe plus if it's at night and you're not familiar with the terrain mm-hmm. like just just don't ever go by yourself yep yeah and then plus if you spot some frightening phantoms you'll be able to prove you're not crazy since all your friends will have seen them as well Oh, that's a,
1: that's a lovely notion. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Number four, as i already covered, always ask permission. If you're investigating property that isn't your own, you must ask for permission. It's often mm-hmm. best to have the property owner give written consent to avoid any legal troubles due to trespassing. Mm-hmm. If a property owner doesn't want you to ghost hunt in a particular area, there's probably a good reason for it. To be on the safe side, don't forget your personal ID if you need any identification at any point during your adventure. I can't. I'm a ghost. <laughs> Are you part <laughs> don't of it? I have idea. Are you part of this?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when yeah. we went to the haunted,
3: the sanatorium in Louisville, Kenyon was driving, which was God. mistake number one. <laughs> that bitch should not drive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like dark and it's kind of rainy and we pull up to like what we assume like to long, be the entrance. There's like
0: a long, curvy drive up onto the hill where this... If sanatorium you Picture is, a haunted
3: is, sanatorium, and that is exactly yeah. what it is—a winding oh drive through mm-hmm. the woods up to the top of this hill. But we get to the, like the bot, like the entrance of the driveway, and there's a man very clearly working there with like, like with a, high a flashlight, poncho, a yeah, flashlight in a poncho.
0: He's right next to the sign that says like y- the haunted you house. You are at yes. the haunted
3: house, and Kenyon oh, no. was so freaked out that she wouldn't roll down the window to yeah, he's like coming to speak to give with him.
0: instructions on where to park she was, and she she's like cracked are, are the you window. Part of it and then rolled the window back up <laughs> she cracked the window a centimeter screamed are you part of this and then rolled the window back up and started to drive away as he was talking to us we were like stop he works here we need to know what information he's giving us <laughs>
2: He's wearing a to, like, baby now. Yeah, that,
1: that woman's a mother now. <laughs> yeah, so. it's
2: horrible. She's a mom. That's the scariest part, part of, of this, this episode.
3: Cohen is a mom. <laughs> <laughs> also, going back to like how people get hurt doing this shit, I found this in the, a separate article, but unaware that a quote unquote spooky home in Worthington, Ohio, was occupied. No, a group of teenagers stepped onto the edge of the property to explore it. The homeowner, because it's Ohio, fired on the teenager's automobile as they were leaving, seriously injuring one of them. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah.
0: See, here's here's the thing, you guys. Uh, this is why I'm so scared of ghost hunting is because I'm not going to find a ghost. I'm going to find the sociopath who's been living in the walls <laughs> for <laughs> 16 years, feed, like feeding off of like rats. Rats. <laughs> Rat corpses and like body shavings. Ew! I don't know. Uh, like, like, uh, like. Do you mean the backscatter? Like, like, backscatter. <laughs> Orb backscatter.
3: Surviving <laughs>
0: off of backscatter. <laughs> that fucking guy is going to be, pops out <laughs> and murders me. So. You know, I do, I do think, because
1: um, I am definitely scared of ghosts, but I also was raised by a single helicopter Jewish woman. And mm-hmm. so. I am prepared that at any moment I will break all four of my limbs and just never be found again. And it will be at the hands of someone who has waited their whole lives to kill specifically me. So I do understand where you're coming from because I I, I don't know which to be more scared of at Mm -hmm. at all moments. So... (laughs) At any moment, I will collapse and just simply never be able to get back up. So
3: it's,
1: (laughs) that's, and then I'll be a band, and then she'll never be able to find me. I mean, she's a woman who would send out choppers in five minutes if I don't call her back. So (laughs) that's a good mom right there. It's a good mom, but also she has definitely taught me to be afraid of it all. It all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So.
3: Well, you're both a ghost hunter and a clown, so she didn't do that great of a job. <laughs> she did. She.
1: That We're one... never
3: gonna let that go. <laughs> I, no one should. It was a
1: bad call. <laughs> I remember when I told her I was going to be a clown, and I remember watching her wince like immediately. She was like, <laughs> "I
0: remember watching her disappointment just when I came in. out to my mom as a clown." As a clown. <laughs> there's there's nothing worse than no um, kid of mine
3: get out, they... out of my
1: house. <laughs> I mean, she was a truly uh hell like helicopter jewish mom in that there's nothing more painful than watching her disappointed in you and also her not uh, and her telling you with her face like it was Mm. clear so i retired early it was it was not (sighs) a good call i don't know why she let me make that call i was like fucking 13 so
0: how are you gonna tell sweet 13 year old m schultz that b- baby can't be a clown Like no one can They couldn't <laughs> be, hurt you like that To
1: be fair let me throw this PSA out there again I never wanted to be a clown I okay. was told you were forced into it I was told I had to join a sports team mm. And then I said I'd rather be a clown Ah <laughs> And then that's no, how that happened.
0: That is not it. That is, my mom You're was like, you have to do something.
1: Me. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just go to clown school well, if that's bitch, what it is clown She wouldn't
3: let you like play the piano. <laughs> no,
1: she said I had to either do a sport or play an instrument. And I was like, neither is going to work for me. So <laughs> <laughs> and so this I was my it was the, for uh, it. It was the emergency, break glass in an emergency situation, and I pulled the handle, and I ended up in clown college. So, Wow. <laughs> all right. And you know what? She had cool. hers that day because she said I needed to do an extracurricular, and I gave her the, the most embarrassing one I could think of. So she had to tell all of her friends that I was a clown.
3: That <laughs> is- you showed her. And you know what? Awful. After
1: after doing it, I gotta say I have mad respect for Clance because I went in thinking like, oh well, that seems the easiest of the three. Mm. But there's a lot of uh, stage performance, behind the scenes magic tricks. It's uh, definitely harder than I, than my 13 year old self thought it was gonna be. So wow, great! Good. Shot myself in the foot there.
3: Yeah, cool. The oversized okay. shoe.
0: <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs>
1: it honked when it got shot.
0: Yeah. Stop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? You did yeah, not I just, just mouth honk that did perfectly. Did you find my nose? No, I it? just, that came out of my mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. I have a great pitch, you guys. That was incredible. really do. <laughs> okay, last tip, be safe and cautious, blah, blah, blah. Okay, <laughs> things you might experience during a ghost hunt include cold spots. So you got to bring that digital thermometer. Cold sores. Mm-hmm. And orbs. Back mm-hmm. Backscatter. Back scatter. Some go- some ghost hunters claim that circular artifacts appearing in photographs are spirits of the dead or other paranormal phenomena. However, such visual artifacts are probably a result of flash photography illuminating a moat of dust or other particle and are especially common with modern compact and ultra compact digital cameras, which whatever. I <laughs> picked up on my orb, even though it was a smoke alarm and the flash wasn't even on. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. So those are my ghost hunting tips for you and some Thank photos you. of my experiences. And yeah, it is fucking spooky season. And I ha- I have to book a tour of the cemetery in Des Moines. It is massive. Oh, that wow. sounds so fun. It's really wow. old. It's really huge. There are like big crypts. Oh. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my it. gosh. Okay. Whew. That's my seg. That's it.
0: Oh, well, hey, you did a great job. Thanks. Amazing.
3: Should we take a real quick break and uh, recover from the clown <laughs> imagery? Oh, my God. I mean, I, yes. I will,
1: I'm, therapy has tried to make me recover, but it's still not working.
0: Oh, <laughs> God. <All laughs> I right. was Let's drinking water. Fucking <laughs> Jesus.
3: <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. If you know me personally, you know that I absolutely hate wearing high heels. Mm-hmm. I hate being uncomfortable just mm-hmm. in general. Mhm. And that I know goes this. that goes from my tops to my leggings to my shoes. Mhm. And that is why I really really prioritize my wearing of Rothie's shoes. Mhm. For versatile shoes that are stylish and still extraordinarily comfortable, you got to shop Rothys. Their signature seamless knit designs look and feel great right out of the box. There is no break-in period. Mm-hmm. It's like you just, like, found your favorite shoes again as soon yep. as they come in the mail. Yep. And they've just launched two brand-new sneaker styles with extraordinary comfort for all-day wear. Plus, transitioning to a new fall look is super easy with Rothie's shoes for all people, women, mm-hmm. men. Everybody in between and outside, with mm-hmm. styles you can wear season after season because they're a hundred percent machine washable. Yeah, it's a no-brainer to check out Rothy's and get yourself a pair. These shoes are miraculous.
0: Like, Rothy's is known for the point and the flat. I have both. Mm. I also have the loafer, and I have sandals, and I have the the Chelsea boot. Mm -hmm. And my next on my list is to get the sneaker, because they also make these ultra-comfortable sneakers, including a brand new RS02 sneaker and City Slip-On sneaker. They're so cute. I am here for the City Slip-On. I don't want to bend over to put on my shoes, baby. Mm -hmm. Okay? They have the answer to everything. And as I mentioned, the loafers, they've got boots. They've got so much styles for everybody. And their wide variety of styles transition so easily season after season. Like Lucy said, they're all machine washable. So if you're wearing your Chelsea boot and it's getting a little muddy because, well, you know, winter's here and you've got precipitation,
3: no problem, buddy. You just pop them off. You put them in the washing machine. and you are out looking brand new. And if your tootsies are a little stanky.
0: Yeah. Oh, always, always. (laughs) I just like wash my Rothy's once a week with my regular laundry. It's just part of my routine. Mm -hmm. And the best part is that everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of single-use plastic water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. And you would think that thread made out of plastic would not be comfortable. (laughs) I... I don't know how to explain it. I like beg when to differ. I beg to differ. They are so amazing. I'm obsessed. And if you don't feel like sneakers are like your jam, give these ones a try. These are so comfortable and they're super style conscious. Like the sneakers are a great casual replacement for your everyday flat. They are absolutely amazing. And you can get these. Classic styles that are sustainably made with the recycled single-use plastic bottles. Or if you like a luxe slip-on or a leg back lace up, either way you're gonna feel extraordinarily comfortable with each step and know that they are built to last you forever.
3: Literally. Mm Mm-hmm. So get stylish shoes versatile and durable enough to wear all the time. Mm -hmm. With Rothys. Get 20 bucks off your first purchase at Rothys.com forward slash gals. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash G-A-L-S and treat your fate. Treat them. It is so important to prioritize your
0: mental health and wellness every single day because when you work on yourself, you'll start to see and feel positive changes in all areas of your life. It's like that, that ripple effect, that drop in the pond. Mm-hmm. And the long term effects of therapy can give you the tools to deal with challenges as they arise and strengthen your relationships, give you a more optimistic outlook on life. Just like put those tools in your tool belt to deal with, you know, the stuff that life throws at you. And there is no better time to invest in yourself than right
3: now with Talkspace. Honestly, yesterday, mm-hmm. you, you got to give this a try. So, getting started is the most important part. There is no need to wait until something goes wrong in your life to work with a therapist. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes you just maybe need a little validation, maybe just a little nudge in the right direction. It's not somebody that you go to for like big, important advice mm-hmm. the once in a while that these big questions come up. It's an extraordinarily helpful everyday tool to have. Mm-hmm. Of course, Talkspace is also there to help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and Mm -hmm. so much more, right? (laughs) Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. Talkspace is mental health care that meets you wherever you are. It is a therapist in your pocket. It
0: literally is. It it's is amazing.
3: millennial approved. Mm-hmm. It simplifies taking care of your therapy and psychiatry needs because it eliminates the need to commute to appointments, to yeah. drive past that McDonald's, Ugh. to put on pants, Ugh, to wait bra. in a waiting room. Oh,
0: Can't do it.
3: Sometimes it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a job. You don't want to miss time at your at work. Mm-hmm. Or like line up child care in order to attend your sessions. Yeah. Plus, instead of waiting for an appointment, which is crucial in many cases, you can mm-hmm. send text messages to your therapist to let them know the issues you're facing in real time. This is mental health care made super duper easy.
0: It sure is. And as a listener of this podcast, you will get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash gals. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash gals and get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash gals and treat your brain. Trina, do you want to take
3: it away covering Kenyon's face <laughs> this week? <laughs>
0: I uh, really came
1: in hot with the cheesecloth vagina hands.
3: Um, <laughs> which we are not even going to revisit in the episode. Okay. Okay, <laughs> leave perfect. It, leave it. Let it him wonder. Never, it
0: never let him, comes back up again. Let him wonder what I was talking about.
3: Em just really
0: wanted to talk about the cheesecloth ghost coming out of your vagina.
1: <laughs> I, you know... Oh. I stand by that. I did want to talk about it. You did. (laughs) Yep. I'm very excited because it is, you did find a perfect balance. It is crimey and spooky all at the same
3: time. I would say Crystal found
1: a perfect balance.
3: Crystal nailed it.
1: I do wonder, though, if Crystal heard about it from And That's Why We Drink. (laughs) Oh, that would be funny. Because now I'm just, I I feel like I'm about to become an expert with this topic. Oh, great.
3: You mean this case in specific.
1: This mm-hmm. case specifically, because mm-hmm. not only have we covered it on, and that's why we drink, which by the way, episode 201, if um, you're interested in hearing it after you listen here, but mm-hmm. also we, Christine and I have a second podcast on Spotify. It's a podcast podcast called Rituals, mm-hmm. and we covered it there on episode 28. So after looking through it a third time, I'm pretty sure I'm an expert on them. Yeah, I so. love it.
0: Great. <laughs> Sorry and thank you. No, no, no.
1: Don't apologize. I actually, I, I got to say... Uh, uh, you guys were very, very lovely for those listening in. When they asked me to jump on uh, and take Kenyon's spot, they made it very clear I would not have to do any of the labor myself, mm-hmm. which was very enticing. And <laughs> so the research <laughs> the research was already done for me. And I got to tell you, your research blows mine out of the water. So Ooh. Well, we can I've,
3: thank one of our assistants, Celia, for that. Mm-hmm, well, for helping us
1: out. Mm-hmm. Well, whoever, uh, if you've listened to, and that's why I drank episode 201, and you wanted more, you definitely get more in this one. So Awesome.
0: Okay. Excellent. Thank you
1: for making me look so bad. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You guys nailed it. Okay, so. We did this on purpose. (laughs) This is the topic of the Fox sisters. Mm -hmm. So the Fox sisters, this starts in 1848 in Hydesville, New York, which is near Rochester. Mm -hmm. And this case, if you have yet to figure it out, covers the Fox family. The father, John, the mother, Margaret, and then they have a 14-year-old daughter named Margareta, who goes by Maggie, and an 11-year-old daughter named Catherine, who goes by Kate. So Maggie Mm -hmm.
2: and Kate. Cute.
1: The family were devout Methodists, and they actually had two other older siblings that had already moved out and had their own families. So they had a son, David Fox, and a daughter, Leah Fox, and then they had Maggie and Kate. The Fox House had a reputation, I guess, for being haunted throughout the town, but the family themselves didn't think much of it until March 1848, Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden there were some mysterious wrappings uh, going on in the house. And I will claim here, I'll make it clear that... Wrappings does not mean like Eminem and Snoop Dogg. I was going to say, in. it's it's just Jay-Z <laughs> in the walls. <laughs> the first time I ever saw the word wrappings, I went, this is going to be a good ghost story. <laughs> I and love it, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's just it's just another word for knockings, unfortunately,
0: everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, Rapp- anyone who's read The Raven or heard it mm-hmm. definitely knows
3: this. Um, my brain went to Christmas wrapping. Personally. Mm. Oh, interesting. Or what birthday wrapping. We'll keep it it. non-denominational. Sure, sure.
1: (laughs) Thank you. As I'm talking about two Methodists here who probably would have been fine with your original opinion. (laughs) Okay, so it was uh, two parents, four siblings, and the two older ones have already moved out. And then the two younger ones are our main characters, Maggie and Kate. So, Fox, uh, the house had a reputation for being haunted. And then March 1848 comes around where we get our first series of wrappings. And the wrappings varied in volume and tone. Sometimes mm-hmm. they were really soft taps, and sometimes they were so loud that you thought furniture was moving around upstairs. I hate that. Thank you. Okay. It was especially bad whenever the family was sleeping because they were regularly getting woken up in the middle of the night to sounds that were, I mean, loud enough to wake up the whole family. So, I
0: mean, I'm also regularly awoken in the middle of the night to sounds. They're just all coming out of my fiance's ass. <laughs> there's a ghost in his ass. You know, I wake up- She is (laughs) loud. I wake up a lot
1: to um, Allison sleep talking and it's always the eeriest shit. And it's like, she has the nerve to tell me she doesn't believe in ghosts, but she does say things as if she's possessed by a demon. The nerve. She'll sometimes just like rise up almost as if she has 100% use of her ab muscles and her core muscle she will just sit up like the Exorcist girl in bed, Ooh. just rise up with no effort, turn and look at me, and then go. Can you tell them over there to be quiet? And she's pointing oh, at the cl- and she's pointing no. at the closet. Oh and I'm like, God. no, no. And I'm like, no. what the-? Or she'll say like, go the people stay at
3: your mother's this weekend. You really need to.
1: <laughs> and then uh, there's another time where she woke up in the middle of the night and looked directly next to me Mm-mm. and said. There's a person standing right there and they no. don't like you. And I went, <gasps> No. I went, you have to be fucking kidding me to have to then wake up and say, I don't believe in ghosts. Fuck you. Like, are you kidding me? That is
3: absurd. I was like, that's so rude. It's so rude. It's like when I had my I had my favorite psychic over to my house for an interview and I live in a really old house. And I was like, so while you're here, do you want to like tell me what I need to know about the house? And he oh, goes, no. there's a lot of fear coming from the basement. Oh, it's <laughs> so like sake. cool. I'm never doing laundry again. Thanks. <laughs> oh, simply forget it. You know, their um,
1: Christine's house is old as shit, and mm, like so is now, Kenyon's. Now she's got a baby. Oh, Kenyon will probably have some real doozies coming up in the near future. Great, then. great. But that baby really loves to stare out into the distance and just. <laughs> just oh no like like we make a joke a lot that like leona didn't think anything was funny for a long time but was best friends with the ceiling like she thought the ceiling was so cute and funny no. and great oh, no but like oh. i just imagine a bunch of like shadow people that i can't see crawling on Bye-bye. the ceiling like yeah. you know?
2: like
3: in uh hereditary when the mom just like scuttles yes. across uh, the ceiling no. Nope, nope.
1: Yeah, Leona loves the ceiling and nothing else. So I'm wondering if something lives in the ceiling.
3: Thank you, thank you. Babies are fucking freaks.
1: Yeah, I. The second I have a kid and they're able to say something lives in the walls, I'd be Mm -hmm. like, we're leaving, we're moving,
0: (laughs) burn the house. To the ground. Yeah. Allison
1: and I were just talking about if we should like think about buying a house or renting a house. And I was like, always rent once we have children because <laughs>
2: no you gotta reason leave to stay. quick, it's
0: a lot easier to break a lease than sell a home. I <laughs> no, get
1: No no reason to to commit to anything at this point. None. Okay, so I, I said that in March, that was when the big thing happened for the Fox family. So March 31st, John and Margaret, they heard crazy uh sounds upstairs in their house almost like louder than they'd ever heard
0: before their bonkometer was off the charts their bonkometer it, had exploded.
1: <laughs> it had exploded it was so bizarre to them
0: not my meter. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: so they ended up freaking out they ended up uh running to the neighbors in the middle of the night correct uh, just, this is and, the right call yeah they were like well we need help so they ended up sending their daughters to bed early one night, and that's when they heard all these sounds. They're convinced at this point that it must be demonic, which is why they run to the neighbor's house, and they end up having the neighbors come home with them to help them investigate because they're so freaked out. Keep in mind, they're relatively religious, and they really do think that this must be something evil. So they have the neighbors come in and investigate the noises with them, and this is when the girls reveal that they are able to talk to whatever is making the rapping sounds. Nope! No, you're not. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. And then they decide to prove it to them. So, like now they're getting do up close, up close up experience up. with this. Just so don't. to prove it to them, Kate asks this entity to repeat the pattern that she snaps on her fingers, and it mm-hmm. obeys. Mm-mm. So uh, this is the original snaps is the game. If you uh, if you keep up with <gasps> TikTok trends, the game is snaps. The game is snaps. This was the original version. Oh my
3: that. god, they're smart. So,
1: She repeats the pattern, or she does this pattern with her fingers, and then all of a sudden the sounds are able to repeat it back. Gross. Then she asked if they (laughs) could. (laughs) Gross. And then she asked if it could tap out her and Maggie's ages, and it obeyed that command as well. Which means one was 11 and one was 14, so that's a lot of raps. The adults even have to count to make sure that we're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I digress. Anyway, they obey that command as well. And this is when the neighbors try asking the spirit questions. And soon, just the whole squad is trying to figure out things with this entity. They even come up with a code where the spirit is able to reply with a yes or a no or tap out an entire letter of the alphabet, uh, which so it's kind it. of like a, a Ouija board mixed with snaps, I guess. But the thing that I hate is like, what if the letter was Z? Like, you're going to count 26 raps and not fuck up. Like right at some point they had to redo that whole letter (laughs) he's like that's very obnoxious can we start
3: over
0: oh god oh god it's It's this is the scene okay everything i'm in this episode i'm gonna relate to the office this is the scene in the office when dwight becomes manager and he gives everybody the really long obnoxious codes to use the copier (laughs) and kevin just keeps fucking it up and angela is just screaming the numbers (laughs) at him it's pretty much exactly (laughs) that except in taps
1: and yeah Probably had to keep saying, wait, I know you're mid-paragraph, but do you mind but... starting over? <laughs> <laughs> After multiple sessions of this, they start to figure out the a little bit about the spirit, and they're able to determine that this was a peddler in town named Charles B. Rosna. I like how it could have been Charles A. or Charles C. if they miscounted, but mm. we're going with Charles B. Rosna. <laughs> or like
3: Darls. Right. Mm.
1: <laughs> it could just been anything. <laughs> Charles B. Rosna and he was apparently murdered and then buried in their cellar. Bummer. Now, there's a note that I want to mention that there were actually vague rumors around town that there had been a peddler that was killed in town. And so I think my guess is if all of this is not true and, you know, if the girls were, you know, just making things up, they probably could have easily ran with that story of like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, someone's in town. We know someone died in town and he was a peddler, so let's just make that the name of the ghost. Mm -hmm. Or it could have straight up been a peddler who was murdered in town. Like, for all we know, we're actually like getting down to the nitty gritty of this crime that we've never gotten full details on. Mm -hmm. So the bottom line is after this night, we figure out that it's probably this Charles guy, if it's any spirit at all. And Mm -hmm. Kate and Maggie start calling this spirit Mr. Splitfoot, which is no. apparently a nickname for the devil.
0: Spl- no. Oh, like um,
1: hooves. Yeah, like Splitfoot. hooves. Splitfoot. <gasps> no. I, first of all, it's a little fucked up to me that they literally just made him spell for like hours what his real name is. Just and to give him a fucking nickname.
0: <laughs> a really goddamn creepy one. Think of how long it took.
1: If you think of all of, if A equals one and B equals two, think of how long it took to fucking spell Charles B. Rosna. And they go, six days. Okay, okay, Mr. Splitfoot. It's like, what the fuck?
0: God, I'd be
1: pissed. Also, I feel like Mr. Splitfoot and Mr. Backspatter probably are friends.
3: Oh. oh. I just just had to write down Mr. Splitfoot so I remember it.
0: No, (laughs) don't write that down.
1: So (laughs) since this uh, being felt at least... It didn't feel safe, or at least confuse them. So I think the fox parents equated this to being demonic, especially if their children are now calling it Mister Splitfoot. (laughs) (laughs) The fox parents (laughs) straight up moved in with the neighbors. They were like, "I don't need
0: (laughs) this." I so fucking respect. Yeah, I probably
1: would have done the the same thing. And I guess at some point they must have had a conversation with the neighbors, but they were like, you can come, but your whole family like can't possibly all fit here physically. Mm-hmm. So they sent their children away. They were like, we'll move in with the neighbors and oh, let's separate the entire family. It's better than being here. Where'd it's the better girls go? So Maggie ends up getting sent to her brother, David, and Kate gets sent to their sister, Leah. So they literally got parent trap separated mm-hmm. too. You'd think they, <laughs> would, maybe they both had a little like, you know, necklace or something. Oh God. A <laughs> well, locket. Oh, fuck okay. it. But so, yeah, all, one sister has been sent to one house. The other sister's been sent to the other house. And the parents are at the neighbors. But the noises did not stay at home. They followed the two girls as They, they... always do. I know. I know. They always do. And I guess the one who was staying <laughs> with the son, David, even he was like, I tap out very quickly to this. I don't want it. And so Maggie ended up moving in with Leah, which is where sister Kate also had moved to. So now the two sisters are living with Leah. Okay. So the parents have abandoned their children and the brother abandoned their, their sisters. They were like, you know what, Leah, you can You can handle this, girl. You creepy little fucks. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so while they're staying with their older sister Leah, it's now Leah, Maggie, and Kate, just to keep up with the names. And they were introduced to people in town named Amy and Isaac Post. And they were this radical Quaker couple who were very curious about the girls' abilities. Hmm. So this couple invites the girls to their home to demonstrate what they're capable of and are immediately convinced that these gifts are real and true and spooky. Quakers love a buck, though. Mm -hmm. Honestly, they sure, you know... (laughs) That remind remember that for the end of the story, maybe, oh, no. <laughs> so the posts, this couple that called the posts, they helped spread the word about the fox sisters after they saw what they were capable of. And pretty soon it felt like the entire state of New York knew about the fox sisters, okay? So they were kind of like local celebrities and they started renting out these venues. They rented out actually the largest hall in Rochester for a demonstration. And over 400 people came to hear the girls talk with the rap to talk with the wrappings and these spirits. So this demonstration happened on this is a big, big date to remember, folks. So this demonstration happened largest hall in Rochester, and it happened on November 14th, 1849. And this is important because this demonstration is credited as the beginning of spiritualism, like the entire entire movement, which means the Fox sisters are responsible for spiritualism, Mm -hmm. which can you imagine being 11 and you're responsible for an entire movement that still exists in the 21st or 90th century, depending on who you're talking to in this episode?
3: (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't left my house in a while.
1: <laughs> this is the beginning of spiritualism. It eventually, very quickly, takes the U.S. and Europe by storm. And because they are blowing up very quickly, their older sister Leah decides that she's just going to become their manager. And she moves them to a new place. She sets up this business and immediately starts selling their services to people, where you could pay a dollar for a short seance with the girls. Which hey, I that's gotta say, steep at the time. It's good money. It's good money. I also I wonder what a dollar is was worth in 1848. Oh god, time, time money, money converter. converter.
0: Let's go. <laughs> Are
1: you doing it? I'm on it. Okay. Okay, $1 1849. U- Going quickly dollar? into 1850. Yes. Yeah. Okay. US
3: 1849. on This is Kenyon's favorite. Well, second favorite website Purchase. is Time oh, Money um, Converter. I'm so upset,
1: then, that I should have I should have been uh, making her proud with this information. She's never going to listen to this. My episode. God, it
0: dis- it's, it's It says it can't calculate. That's what? Like how long ago it was? I feel
1: like one dollar probably wasn't that different. Like I feel like they're really maybe five bucks. I feel like it's still not enough to sell your sister's.
3: You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's this just is... say it's 50 bucks. I would have paid 50 bucks.
1: Yeah,
0: this is
3: crazy. I'm going to try and, a different calculator.
1: And I would have also absolutely done this. I mean, if I were an older sister and saw that, you know, my sisters uh, could offer a service that no one had ever heard of before. They, I mean, this was groundbreaking that like you could talk to the afterlife. There is an afterlife. This is the probably the closest thing to proof they'd ever gotten that there's an afterlife. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand the allure. I understand exploiting minors is not good, but well. I also understand in the 1850s and it's your little sister,
0: you know. Wow. Okay. Google says, I literally Googled, what was $1 worth in 1849? This says the value of a dollar from 1849 to 2022. In 1849, a dollar is equivalent to in purchasing power to about $38 and 46 cents today. Oh,
2: so that's I would substantial. Absolutely
1: yeah.
3: sell my sister for that. Yeah. Yes. It makes sense now. Yeah. Uh,
1: so anyway, that was the plan. She was like, we're going to do a dollar for a short seance and that's people's like lives are going to be pop. Let's go. People's lives are going to be changed also. Uh, and I'm not trying to like defend her actions. I'm just also saying if I were like an older sister with like kids who were pulling something off that hadn't been done Mm -hmm. before. It was a cash cow. And I'd be Mm -hmm. like, and I had to take care of them all of a sudden. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, well you're just helping. Yeah. I would have found some way to justify it. I'm sure. So, Oh my God. Justify away. So this became obviously a massive success. Again, nobody else is doing this yet. So it is just groundbreaking. And soon they were regularly performing for packed theaters through New York and New England. Ugh, us too, am I right? I um, know.
0: It's like we're <laughs> hearing our own story told in a different era. <laughs> like so
3: across the country. I all of us don't charge just
0: one No, we do not.
3: But uh, we do okay. charge
0: about the equivalent of 38 bucks. <laughs> so it's like actually kind of accurate. Well. Maybe we should just um,
1: recreate their their act if you know i mean let's just see if we yes. can do it
0: yeah their business model is solid so let's fucking do it <laughs> i will say we should probably all at
1: least try to do a live show together someday at the largest oh. hall in rochester
0: where the beginning of spiritualism began yeah, yeah. i think I'm maybe saying. we're speaking this into existence now
3: mm-hmm. we're manifesting Okay, that would well, be amazing. y'all heard it here first. We're Poor Christine and Kenyon
0: are like, what is going on?
3: So, when we leave, yeah.
0: When the moms are away, the cats will play.
2: <laughs> Listen, the child you free wanna,
3: will play.
1: <laughs> if you want to have a baby, that's fine, but don't be surprised when people without babies came up with ideas. Okay, yeah. move on. And They
0: are incredible <laughs> ideas, and we I had, support them a thousand percent.
1: We had time to get distracted while you guys were actually busy taking care of lives. So you know, yeah, it's their us. fault. Yeah, it's their that's fault. You did this to yourselves. So there's an essay in the Paris Review that I want to give a quote about. It says, about spiritualism, it marked a shift in popular attitudes toward the paranormal. And this is spiritualism and the Fox sisters, that they marked a shift in popular attitudes towards the paranormal. 200 years earlier, a couple of adolescent females who claimed to be in conversations with the dead may well have been burned alive as witches, but in the mid-19th century, they became show business celebrities. Mm -hmm. So interesting how time can change quite a, quite a lot of things. Mm-hmm. More than just the
0: value of a dollar. Right, exactly. Witches 200
1: years before that were probably like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even do anything. I was just eating an apple one day and someone looked thought I looked at them the wrong way and now I'm getting burned at a fucking steak. Yeah, but now right. all these and people- And now you're
0: raking it in. Yeah, exactly. I I
1: I'd do wonder pissed. if you could go, if you could time travel, I don't even know if I would want to tell witches. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to tell, tell them-, them. like. I, it would hurt their feeling. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's too I hard. I would personally just say, be upset.
3: test your wheat for ergot. Yeah. <laughs> because yes. that's all this boils down to. Mm-hmm. Wink,
1: wink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, nudge. Mm-hmm.
3: nudge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
1: that's a great way to put it. And they'll it, be, like, like, I'd be like, how did
3: you know this? You're a witch. And then I'll and be then burned. And kill you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I do wonder. I would be like, how do I let them know easily without crushing them, though like it does get better, but also they're not part of that experience.
3: Like, you know mm, also yeah, like I, your whole a, a horrible a, your whole aesthetic crossroads. is gonna be really popular someday. Yeah, Yeah. you just won't get to experience the benefits of that. Bye.
1: God, God, it's such a crossroads that I'll never be in, but also like mentally torment myself it. keeps you up at night, yeah. I'm like, if I could go back, would I even do anything about it? Okay, so spiritualism is now taking shape as an actual school of religious and social thought. And it emphasized for anyone who is new to spiritualism or just wants a quick uh, recap 101, It emphasizes the continuity of consciousness after the transition of death and the possibility of communication between those living on Earth and those who have made the transition, Mm. which I think, I guess, if that's the definition, I can officially say I just fall into that category. Yeah, that's
0: a very beautiful way of saying we're going to try to talk to the dead. Buckle up.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like I believe in the afterlife and Mm -hmm. that's at least that's my only tenant I've figured out so far. Right. Spiritualism was also associated with reform movements of the time, such as abolition and women's suffrage, which, hey, hey, and this is likely due to the fact that spiritualism's first supporters were radical Quakers like the Posts. Mm. Spiritualism attracted big followers, including Thomas Edison, anti-slavery activist William Lloyd Garrison, and many prominent women and uh, women's rights
0: activists. So- uh, the Lincolns. Mary Todd and uh, old yes. Abe were big into Mary spiritualism. Mary Todd and uh, the other one. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that old chestnut, that you know, guy.
1: <laughs> there's, there's also, there's discussion, because I guess Abe Lincoln didn't publicly share that he was into spiritualism, mm-hmm. but his wife was really into it, so they don't know if only the he wife was He actually was, into was it.
0: on board or not, yeah.
1: Yeah, they say he might not have been on board, or they say... There's a lot of theories, but my fi- my most interesting one is, or the one that I find the most interesting is that they think he maybe wasn't into it, but joined a couple of her seances because so many people were into spiritualism at the time mm-hmm. that he, like, to pander like, to I, the audience. Yeah, it's like, I
0: got to know what the TikTok trends are right yeah, now. I, yeah. I guess I got to watch fucking Taste the Biscuit on 50 fucking times repeat.
3: Are you are you not on Biscuit? Taste TikTok? the Biscuit?
0: Okay, well, I'm on a very different side of TikTok than you guys I'm are. i it. <laughs>
1: Oh
3: yeah,
0: the the magic of the (laughs) best. I
1: I will also say about Abe Lincoln, there is a separate argument that he definitely was a spiritualist because a lot of people know this, but him and his wife, they had their son or their twelve year old son pass away when Mm -hmm. he was president. And so the reason they got into spiritualism was because they were desperately trying to talk to him. So which can you
0: blame them? My God, that'd be fucking horrible. Yeah.
1: Not at all. And so, I mean, that's like one of the, it's kind of controversial, but Mm -hmm. it's also like I I can see the benefit of it, Mm -hmm. of what the Fox sisters created of just giving people hope that, you know, you could reach out and talk to somebody after they've passed. And of course, you know, there is the side of being a complete scammer and it not being, you know, real. A lot of people think it's totally fraudulent. So I see the problematic side to it, but I, I also understand that if you're aware of both sides and still want to take the shot that maybe someone's able to communicate with you. At least it's available to you. So yeah. So anyway, people like Thomas Edison, the Lincolns, a bunch of women's rights activists, they were all involved in spiritualism. And I imagine that's also what helped it boom. So Mm -hmm. during all this, Kate and Maggie continued a relentless schedule of giving seances. Some were public for venues and others were private for really like wealthy, prominent people. I wonder if they ever actually, like, did a seance for Thomas Edison or something. That'd be kind of dope. That
0: would be
2: cool.
1: And the stress of performing, unfortunately, was weighing on them. And according to one source, the lack of parental supervision was pernicious as both of the young women began to drink wine, much Mm. like the two of you, but Mm -hmm. to a upsetting (laughs) amount, I think. Yeah. And also, I think they were still children. So let's add that, too. It's a little bit different. A little different. But at least, you know... i i I feel bad for them and i feel like they were you know going through this tour schedule and i think all of us can agree that being on tour can be a nightmare i can't imagine a 14 year old or an 11 year old and you're just like shoved on a stage in front of yeah so i i I understand why (laughs) yeah yeah i understand why they probably were leaning into something even if it was bad let them have one who cares Especially in the 1850s, I feel like yeah, no one was. about It was the 50s. About the 1850s, it. and I also imagine Leah was like, "I totally did not mean to sign up for how big this got." So, oops, right. Uh, I don't know. What to I do
0: just wanted to get out of like having to go to bed early. Like this is not <laughs> what I signed up for.
1: I'm 12. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So all of them are starting to struggle. We're starting to see the downfall. You know, now they're both drinking and they're very young. And they're really stressed. They have all this, like, performance anxiety, which I can certainly attest to. hmm And they're away from their parents, too, which, by the way, I we don't even scratch the surface, but I imagine the psychology of feeling like your parents just kind of left you after what yeah, they thought a was... Trauma. A, a trauma. A trauma. Yeah, Abandonment so, issues, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've got something going on, for sure. So... On top of all that, their act is now, because I said no one was doing this before, but now that people know that this is an industry, they are attracting a lot of imitators and competitors. Mm-hmm. So now they also have the stress of, like, having to compete with other people in their field. So, yeah. And they're fucking 10 or so, you know. Ugh. Plus, not everyone was convinced that their abilities were genuine and that uh, and because of that, they were regularly investigated for potential trickery. So now they've Mm -hmm. also got haters, which they did not see coming. I I can't imagine being, you know, being a child on stage trying to perform when probably you don't even want to. And now there's also people questioning your every move. Mm -hmm. So just a lot of stress. They're going through it. And from the beginning, there had been skepticism of the Fox sisters act some noted how odd it was that so many famous ghosts were appearing at their public seances Mm. which is a great point (laughs) (laughs) how convenient it's like interesting that Ben Franklin keeps showing up (sighs) as if he knows you very well but like
3: (laughs) ah, at ah, various venues
1: Yeah, he seems oh, to be on tour with you, and yet, you know, there's a a <laughs> venue full of a bunch of people who have lost somebody, and none of their none ghosts of are showing coming up. through. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Ben Franklin, one audience member actually said that Ben Franklin's command of spelling and grammar had clearly diminished terribly oh. since passing over, <laughs> because Holy there was a, there was a very large chance that teens, pre-teens are writing on his behalf mm-hmm. and not knowing how to spell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those who were skeptical had various theories on how they were actually pulling off these shows for people. And the most common one was that these rapping or knocking noises was actually being created by the cracking of their joints, which, mm. yikes, That the, just the visual of that freaks me out. Not a fan. They actually had one doctor named E.P. Longworthy come to their show. Hate and him. He, he noted that the knockings <laughs> I know, a man, forget it. No, so, but also
0: long worthy. There's just something roll untrustworthy about that. Long no, It's not, untrustworthy.
1: It's, it's not the longworthy. It's anyone in the old fashioned days who would double initial their first and middle letters. Yeah. 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 Get over it. Was, yourself. Uh, who do you think you are? Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like who split the fuck foot? Do you think you it's was like was split foot. E P like come on. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So he saw the show and he also noted that the knocking seemed to conveniently come from directly under their feet against the stage. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of confirming for everyone like, oh, yeah, there's knockings that make no sense. I'm wearing tap
0: shoes. All right. You know my story.
1: And after this theory started circulating and more skepticism grew, the sisters were asked to perform one of their shows while sitting on a couch with pillows under their feet so that they Mm -hmm. couldn't actually kick their feet against the stage. Gotcha. What are you going to do, ladies? But at this show, no mysterious noises came through. And yet the sisters had themselves a very convenient excuse they said that the spirits would only visit when the energy was conducive to doing so. And the audience's skepticism kept them away, a.k.a. the vibes were off and yeah. the yep. ghosts didn't want to play. Yeah, <laughs>
2: the vibes are off.
1: And uh, the geometric, what did you say earlier? Geomagnetic vibes are off. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> So in 1857, this is very similar to your. uh, There's a contest that ended in 2015 of a million dollars. In 1857, the Boston Courier advertised a contest with a prize of five hundred dollars to any medium who could demonstrate a genuine paranormal ability to a committee of scientific experts that they had put together. So the same same thing. thing. What was (laughs) uh, if you can use that little calculator again? What's five hundred in 1857? Time money convert.
0: Was five hundred uh, probably not a million dollars. Eighteen
1: fifty-seven. If one dollar was eighty something, or th- oh no, thirty-eight. 38. So five hundred
0: times thirty-eight. I can't do that fucking math. Twenty grand. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going up to five hundred. I found a way better calculator. Okay. Calculate. <laughs> I feel like it's twenty twenty twenty-four grand. Oh, uh, not you were close. Seventeen thousand twenty-one dollars and thirty-two cents, baby. Okay.
1: Can you imagine That's if that was the actual- not a small amount of
0: money, yeah.
1: To the penny. Can you imagine if you were given that odd-ass number of dollars? <laughs> I can't. So let's it's
0: just, all in let's quarters. Let's
1: just make me feel safe and let's just round it to 20 grand.
0: Yep, yep. In, in the ballpark of 20 grand for sure. In
1: the, in the ballpark. So in 1857, they basically had the exact same contest and the sisters entered this contest, but the audience was three Harvard professors and I don't know what they were professors of. I feel like that alone just makes what them sound like- What are you even like professing? Ghosts? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Were you a a ghost? Like, what was happening? Okay. They decided that the sounds also were coming from their bone feet movement. Mm -hmm. So they said, no, this probably isn't working. I imagine they had to be, like, experts in acoustics or something Mm -hmm. for them to even, like, have a place in this audience. But yeah, like, if these sisters created spiritualism, they certainly didn't have any understanding of fraudulent paranormal activity no and
0: honestly the creation of the fraud is impressive Mm -hmm. like even if it's just all bullshit or it started out as not bullshit and then evolved into some bullshit which is seems that seems the most likely
1: it's definitely
0: impressive that they are exploited but yeah
1: they're children and they have at at the very easiest trick the masses Mm -hmm. like they should get their joints
0: examined I I am concerned about their joints.
1: They need a podiatrist for Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) And by this point, I want to say with so much time that's passed, when we started this, Kate was 11 and Maggie was 14. Now Mm. it's nine years later. So Kate is 20 and Maggie's 23. And they've been doing this act for nine years. They are so over it. They're so over traveling all the time when they probably, I mean, again, if this was fraudulent, It was something that they were doing at home as sisters... Mm-hmm. You know, and now all of a sudden they're like these
0: massive celebrities and they're being right. like, like it was fraudulent, like we said, to get like an extended bedtime because mm-hmm. yeah. they're fucking <laughs> children. Yeah. And now they're being literally toured
1: around the country yeah, for nine years. So like they've been going through it and they like now have like serious drinking problems. Yeah, like- this is
0: how you get Lindsay Lohan, y'all. Like, it's not safe. This is not fucking how kids are supposed to grow up, especially in the 1850s when you know there were no
1: child labor laws or mm-hmm. any any anything about ch- like Hollywood ch- children. So yeah. And
3: no. they say, don't start a business with your best friends. Yeah. We can tell <laughs> like, you that
2: is, or your yeah. big
3: sister, who's your manager and bossing you around. it even like, like, yeah. worse That's to do with
1: your sister. Way worse. Especially so your sister worse. who is in charge of your survival. Like mm-hmm. you would also think that at this point, like I, I do wonder where their parents are and all this because mm-hmm. nine years have passed and they've still been watched by their sister. Like, your parents, parents never are came like, back.
0: Send a check each month. You guys are obviously doing fine. Right. Or also like we're good. We're gonna stay they, out of this. Do they still think nine years later that this is a demonic demon
3: and their children are just on tour with demons for nine years? Like I don't, I, don't know. Maybe maybe the sister at this point was keeping them from the parents because that was just more money for her. Oh, they were a fucking money making juggernaut. Why would she want to mm, share when the parents genius. already fucked over those girls? That's a Nine good years That's Before. a great
1: point. That yeah. is a great point. Mm-hmm. So,
3: okay, let's go with that story. Okay.
1: And it seemed that, actually, this falls very, very easily into the next bullet point. So good job to you, Lucy. Thanks. It, it seems that the benefits and the perks of their abilities ended up like staying with Leah more than anything. Even though she was just the manager and they were the performers, she seemed to be getting the perks. So I'm sure money was, I'm sure she was taking a cut off the top. And uh, after Leo's first husband died, she ended up marrying a wealthy banker and she ended up achieving this fame in the New York upper class as a prominent spiritualist, I think just by association from her sisters,
2: mm. that
1: she never had to go through the same type of stress or labor of these grueling performing schedules, but her sisters had to go through all that. And now just because of her name, she is making out like a bandit. So, mm-hmm. And Maggie Fox was hoping that she could escape, the older one, the 23-year-old, she was hoping she could escape, and she wanted to do so through marriage. So she ended up falling in love with an Arctic explorer. <gasps> okay. Which Cool. Can you imagine? Relax. Can you imagine Fucking his, relax. His hinge profile is so cool. I, like, I'm an Arctic explorer. I, I, I love
3: I, Arctic explorers.
1: Okay. His name I was do. Elisha Kane. And the problem, though, is that his family did not approve of mm. the marriage. And he also, uh, this is a red flag for the Arctic Explorer. I knew there was one. He, <laughs> he, He's still a man after all. <laughs> he felt somewhat ashamed of her career. Ooh, oh. not cool. That's got bad you know, vibes. You know
0: who vibes written all over it. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would
1: say this is total bad. Backscatter because like <laughs> because no. first of all Don't a woman make stick. <laughs> a woman in 1857 having a ten year successful career where she's just got like money and fame and like mm-hmm. when in a time when like women could fucking never and. You're ashamed because it's yeah. a little spooky and, like, right. off color? What? No, you're fucking ashamed because you didn't think of it,
0: you beast. Yeah. It's like,
1: how insecure? <laughs> are you? You're literally an Arctic explorer and you have a problem with yeah, her job? Relax. Okay. <laughs> like, you're fine. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, I guess we could psychologically, (laughs) we could psychologically analyze what Maggie was up to, but she... And will.
0: Let's do it. We could.
1: (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) I was going to say, nevertheless, they ended up getting married anyway, but I do wonder why she was okay with that red flag. And maybe it's because she was just looking... Seeking something that her parents obviously never offered her. I think
0: women were
3: expected to
0: settle these days. And also, she's been Mm -hmm. uh, on the road in this like grueling lifestyle. True. True. Her whole life. She's probably like, okay, I'll overlook this guy being a little bit of a douche nos because I'm ready to just fucking settle it. Oh, down. Yeah,
1: that's a great point. I also wonder if maybe because she was so over the job, him not being into it was attractive. Was almost yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. She I was like, you're right. This is bullshit. Time to go. Like, yep. you get me. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We're all we all we got we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up getting quote married in an unofficial mm. ceremony before one of his expeditions. But he promised that uh, when he returned, they would have a full proper wedding and his he would convince his family to support them and all this stuff. However, he never returned. He got sick on one of his travels and he died in Cuba at just 36 years old.
0: Ooh. Oh, that's sad. Well, Fuck that guy, it, but that's He was a real bummer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And despite uh, them promising they were going to become officially married um, and they were just unofficially married. His family refused to let her even come to the funeral. Fuck and that. they rejected her to her claim to any share of his estate. Oh. That's shitty.
0: That's really yeah. shitty.
1: That's rough. She should have said, I need the ring before you go. Yep. Like, yep. Oh, I need it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then again, like, wow, what talk about some shitty family stuff. That's mm-hmm. awful. And imagine also, like, I if we're really gonna keep going into the psychology of this, I imagine she already wasn't quote, wanted or loved enough to be taken by her own parents and mm-hmm. now these parents don't want her. I'm sure that tripped her up in some way. It's mm-hmm. a lot, a of, lot of abandonment happening yeah. in this family. She's- She's got a lot going on, poor Maggie. So Mm -hmm. devastated, she ends up resigning herself back into a life of work as a medium. And I guess it's just because she it was at least something
0: she knew. Yeah. I mean, she was she's it's not like she was waiting tables. Like she doesn't have any other transferable skills.
1: And just like how Lucy said that this was a time where like women had to settle for a man or had to get married, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, now her the guy she wanted to be with was Dead. dead. She didn't have like She's supposed to support herself if she can't find someone to support her. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that she just needed the money. So she went back to what she knew. And as for Kate, in 1871, Kate succeeded in trying to ease her own schedule. Basically, what she did was she found a wealthy banker.
0: That's what's up.
1: And it's one way to ease your
3: schedule. Mm, yeah
0: it's like you just pay for everything now
1: i don't think they were married i think it was just like a client of hers that really liked her or something and he paid for her to go on a trip to europe and this she ended is up is ideal is she he didn't even go with her it was just like are he's, you
0: fucking kid where is the <laughs> whining crime the eccentric whining crime billionaire <laughs> who is just gonna send me to like greece <laughs> And not come. And not like come not with come.
1: you. Just like, you have a good time by
3: yourself.
0: Oh. Just
1: invite I, six of I your am,
3: closest friends. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be here up. when you get home.
0: <laughs> I'm tearing
3: up thinking about what a gift that would
0: be. <laughs> such
1: a gift. Yeah, she eventually, I guess, kind of made it more in the shade than Maggie did. So... Mm. I don't know if it was like he paid for it or by paying for so many shows or or services. Maybe that's how she was able to do it. But somehow this elusive wealthy banker, like a ship in the night, just handed her enough money that she could get to Europe. And she ended up staying there for a while and did seances for very prominent people over there. And when she was in London, she actually met a barrister, a legal scholar and a spiritualist. And his name was HD, another double initial. Oh, this is one person.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, it was oh, not like, a, so like the beginning of a
1: joke. Three different...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> a barrister, uh, bar- a legal scholar, and a spiritualist walk into a bar. Walk into a bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they all at once became one person, and his name is H.D. Jenkin. Okay. And the two of them ended up getting married in 1872. Oh, she found love again. She, well, this is Kate. Kate found oh, love, okay. I think, That's for the first of the time.
3: That's one the, the... Got it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic ones. And Maggie is still hurting for uh, her... Mm arctic explorer who never returned
2: <laughs> oh god
1: so kate marries this trifecta this triple threat hd jenkin <laughs> and they had two sons together before he passed away only like nine years later god so... our
0: life expe- especially for men the life expectancy was zero it was <laughs> sub just like not
1: even cutting it if they tried
0: I mean, it makes it seem like, was it really even that big of a deal to get married? Because it doesn't seem like that long of a commitment. No. Like, if you
1: need to get married <laughs> so they can take care of you, but they can't take care of themselves? I like, mean, like baking you know? a cake takes longer
0: yeah.
2: than waiting <laughs> out your husband's it. death.
0: I'll, listen, I will wait it out, honey. I will wait it also, out. Also, have you I'm ever in.
3: made a cake? They take forever. Ever. And they, they really often don't do. turn out. No. So, Nope. It's all uh, risky. It's all so, risky. <laughs> so now the year is
1: 1881, and the two sisters are both widows. And Maggie eventually joins Kate in Europe. Now they're living together, both still heavily drinking. Yikes! Mm. And a few years later, in 1888, this is when their sister Leah, I guess, just shows up out of the fucking ethos. Like, where I'm here? Like, not the ethos, the ether. What the fuck's mm. wrong with me? It's um, all right. <laughs> but. Okay, she shows up and her and a bunch of other now like relatively famous spiritualists all get together and confront Kate and Maggie about their drinking and do ooh, an intervention. Ooh. They also accused Kate of being unable to care for her children, and Leah even tried to have Kate arrested for neglect.
0: Okay. Oh. Which like the irony is palpable. Like Yeah. You dumped off this whole family.
1: Yeah. Or even, like, like Leah, like, was their manager who, like, first of all, probably handed them their first drinks. And right, was, like, right, right. But not so, no, we're not blaming her. But, like, I the irony is real that, like, oh, you were the one who, like, dragged these children all the way all into their the early uni- adulthood. Yeah. You did all these things to just, like, give them... Probably. Exploited them for money, exactly. But you're going to also now say that, like, oh, this one's an unfit mother. Like, yeah. What? Well, now
0: we're gonna. Now I'm gonna take your children away. Like that is fucked
2: up.
1: Outraged the, the two of them at Leah for once again trying to control their lives. Fair enough. By the way, I know that they are in a dark place and need help, and mm. people are trying to reach out. But it's not that far of a leap to me to understand why they were mad at Leah for thinking that she was being helpful when, totally. like. She was the one that I'm sure they blamed in some capacity for them getting there. Mm -hmm. So outraged at her, they end up deciding to make a very big decision against Leah and against themselves. They were willing to sacrifice themselves to get back at her. Mm. So Maggie and Kate decide after this intervention that they are going to travel to New York City And accept a speaking fee of $1,500 for exposing their methods that they did all through their nine-year tour.
0: Incredible. And what year did they do this? 72? Thank you. And it was in 88. 88. Okay. 1888. I'm I'm... on it. You
1: continue. So they traveled to New York, paid $1,500, which was how much a minute? Mm.
0: Woohoo! Forty-six thousand seven hundred and sixty-three dollars and eighty-four cents. Damn, girl. Kay. So a round up to fifty grand. Is that yep. fair, to yep. We're in the ballpark of fifty grand. Yep.
1: So Maggie gives the talk. Uh, I guess Kate was like not feeling it. And so Maggie gives the talk while Kate is in the audience. And this happens on October twenty-first, eighteen eighty-eight, at the New York Academy of Music. And it's in front of over 2,000 people, and Maggie gives a detailed explanation of the Fox sisters and their phony ways. Mm. She says that the original rapping noises from when when they were children truly was a prank that they were trying to play on their mother. Oh my God, I knew it.
2: (laughs) There's a quote
1: here from Maggie during this talk about her childhood, her encased childhood. When we went to bed at night, we used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time that it would rebound. Mother listened to this for a time and she would not understand it and did not suspect us of being capable of a trick because we were so young.
0: Imagine living in a time when you couldn't explain the sound of an apple falling on the floor. (laughs) And so it had to be ghosts.
1: These days, you can straight up like ask Siri, like, "What sound is this?" And she yes. probably just be able to figure <laughs> it out for you. Shazam! It's a Granny that Smith sound. apple
3: hitting oak hardwood floor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if only they had Shazam or whatever it was yes. back in the day. <laughs> God.
0: And was it Shazam? Is that what it was yes, called? it sure was. Yeah. What a good what time it was! I know. I used that the I, other I mean. day. Yeah, but it's now that technology is really just incorporated into the yeah. S- S- I really do S-I-R-I ask my R-I phone. I, word.
1: I just ask my phone. I say, what song is this? And then it mm-hmm. tells you. Oh, God. So I guess it technically does the power of Shazam, but I've never had to, like, go onto to Shazam.com Shazam. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the original trick when they were really little. But over time, the trick evolved when the sisters learned other ways to make noises while their parents were in the room so that they were getting better and more creative with their, with their trick. And this was mostly... As everyone suggested, by cracking their toe joints, which made a surprisingly mm-hmm. loud noise Ugh. when their feet were held against the floor. Now, I'll tell you it's when disgusting. I when I covered yeah. this on and that's why we drink. Christine let me know mid-story that she was capable of the exact same trick. No, and then no, I had to listen to her creepy little feet cracking into the floor.
2: <laughs> oh, God. it was
1: the work. I still.
0: I still had to listen to her dropping apples on the ground
2: for a fucking hour. Feet.
1: <laughs> I still shiver when I think about it because all I I just imagine like the flat middle part of your foot that never no. bends. I imagine no. just going like completely inverted. No, oh <laughs> yeah, <No>. that's the <laughs> no. thought that hits every time I hear this like weird sound. And Christine was like, "Oh, I can do it here. Listen," and then and I had to absolutely not christine love you girl but mm -mm. your feet are fucking whack so (laughs) socks
0: and shoes on at all times i am not having it
1: anyway she confirmed that this was the toe joint cracking and maggie actually showed in the middle of the speech that she's still capable of it and cracked her toes on the stage and the sound was loud enough to be heard across an entire packed theater oh my god of of over two thousand people
0: Absolutely not. No, God. that's way worse than ghosts. That's like, so much worse.
1: At least when Christine did it to me, I could barely hear it from right next to her. But to do it so loud that a 2,000 plus people venue could, yeah, like could hear Yeah, like on
2: mic'd, bye Forget it truly yeah. forget it.
1: <laughs> Furthermore, she then stated, this was her big fuck you to Leah after the intervention. She stated that Leah had always known her sister's abilities were fraudulent. And thus, as a manager, she was exploiting them while tricking the masses. Mm. Um, Again, I do feel, I want to say, I do feel bad for Leah, who was like trying to do an intervention with them and was like truly trying to do the right thing. And mm-hmm. it just all backfired. So, mm-hmm. She ended her talk, Maggie ended the talk with the following statement that I have been chiefly instrumental in perpetrating the fraud of spiritualism upon a too confiding public. Most of you doubtless know the greatest sorrow in my life has been that this is true. And though it has come late in my day, I am now prepared to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. I am Mm. here tonight as one of the founders of spiritualism. What a fucking flex. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I come here tonight as the, one of the founders of spiritualism to denounce it as an absolute falsehood from beginning to end as the flimsiest of superstitions, the most wicked blasphemy known to the world. So this is something my girlfriend would use against me. Um, well, when I, next time she, I ask her, if course. Yeah, just because she faked it doesn't mean it's all fake. She'd right. be like the founder of spiritualism says that I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> Anyway, that was her big quote of, like, completely denouncing spiritualism. Kate, the other sister, also gave a statement declaring, quote, I regard spiritualism as one of the greatest curses that the world has ever known. Mm. Ooh. That's, and,
0: yeah,
2: that's a lot.
1: <laughs> and this talk was, obviously became, like, huge news and produced this sense of schadenfreude amongst those who um, always thought that they were frauds and now they're mm-hmm. being proven correct. Allison. Which, like... <laughs> Alice, exactly. I'm, like, trying to, like, not say this too loud because she's in the other room and she'll <laughs> s- start cackling. <laughs> but it didn't do much to dissuade any actual spiritualists, like the three of us, mm-hmm. from believing in the movement. In fact, they, a lot of them used the fact that Maggie was paid so much money for the talk as proof that she was just lying or trying to smear Leah's name after the intervention. And quickly, Kate and Maggie. Here's the real twist. So I hope Allison's really listening now.
0: Ooh, here we go, Allison.
1: <laughs> uh, quickly. Kate and Maggie, after this talk and after all the hullabaloo afterwards, they realized that they had made a huge mistake turning against the spiritualists. So there's a lot of back and forth here, which makes it a very messy story. But Mm -hmm. they realized, like, this community was the community that was supporting them for so long. And it had now become a very significant community. By the Mm -hmm. end of the 19th century, spiritualism had an estimated over 8 million followers in the U.S. and U.K. Damn. Damn. And so now the fact that they just turned their backs on that and 8 million people watch their founders say no. Mm. I mean, that's
3: just that's got to be. After just giving the money like hand over fist
0: for years. Yeah, they're saying it's all bullshit, but they're also not going to offer any repair or to give any of that money back. (laughs) Can you imagine if TikTok were around
1: then and like 8 million people coming on with their opinions? Mm. about The cancellation would be.
2: It's (laughs) It's <laughs> swift.
1: I, it's very swift. <laughs> I imagine the taverns of that time and on in that week were crazy. People probably did oh not shut up God. about the foxes. Can you
0: imagine the tavern, the post-spiritualist tavern gossip? It's all I ever that's wanted. That's all I want.
1: See, that's the thing that should keep me up at night. Like, if I could go back in time, what era would I want to sit in a tavern as a fly on the wall and just listen to people
0: I say? I mean, if you could go back in time, one could argue you could visit many eras of mm. tavern gossip now that's a great with, point and i'm gonna uh, with stick your with that. platonic wife amanda jacobson
1: by <laughs> your side
2: <laughs> please
1: <laughs> i get it if i if i get oh only a oh, a plus one and no others. Yeah, they if you are, fucking
0: figure oh, out okay. time travel and I'm not your plus one, we're gonna have a problem.
1: I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to swap a few people out so everyone gets a chance. But one of them certainly will wow. never be Allison because she does not deserve this. Oh, after- no. all of the hate.
2: Oh, oh, Honestly, oh, she doesn't.
1: I know it. So there's <laughs> at least one person completely scratched off the list. So oh you have, you've climbed the ranks.
3: I feel um, bad for Allison. All of a sudden, she'll she's will like, Please it off. don't let us she'll break. She'll it up. <laughs> she's <laughs> fine. She, she'll bounce back. Um,
1: <laughs> so the sisters actually attempted to fully recant their statements and say like it was all true. Like how how do you come back from that? You, you like can't. how damning <laughs> to say I faked it on stage, and also here's my it, live live in person demonstration of it for th- two thousand people to see.
3: And now also,
1: oops, I didn't mean it. Oh,
3: my God. But also
0: remember that they're renouncing this in a time of very slow to spread like information and media. I guess so.
3: That's true. So they were way popular.
0: Like they were. Even if it was just
3: with newspapers, that's still like the next day news.
0: I just feel Ah. like you could let the dust settle on this a little bit and come back and like bring it back
1: that's fair i would love to have known one of their ancestors who's like well my grandpa was in the theater that night and he says he heard it and saw her Mm -hmm. feet like (laughs) i feel like there could have been some like play playground you know bullying arguments about it yeah (laughs) so anyway they tried really hard to recant their statements and come back to work as a medium or as mediums but i mean the damage was done they they there you can't come back from that so Mm. they ended up having some smaller clientele still, you know, I guess who doubled down or whatever and supported them. Mm-hmm. But they never like were able to sell out theaters again. And oh. they stayed in New York, fell into obscurity, which is my worst nightmare, and uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> they gray gardened and right then in there with you.
1: <laughs> late eighteen ninety two and early eighteen ninety three, both sisters ended up dying. Mm. I think at least Maggie was from alcoholism, mm-hmm. I think, but I, I'm not too sure. But they they both died within the same year, and mm. there ended up being a book that came out in 1919 called "The Follies and Frauds of Spiritualism," and it reflected on the legacy of the Fox
0: sisters. And that a- came out two years after my grandma was born. Continue.
1: Oh, fun! <laughs> it came out. It came out six years before my grandpa was born. Nice you both got old ass grandparents. Yep. <laughs> it's true. So it reflected on the legacy of the Fox sisters, which I I before I even get into this quote, I will say they left a fucking legacy. I mean, we're Absolutely. still here talking about spiritualism. It was mm-hmm. all because of them. So even if uh they were fraudulent, which I think most of us can agree they were mm-hmm. fraudulent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then despite like their really just horrible personal lives where like they really just went through it and no one was really ever there for them until it was too late Mm -hmm. they really they were I still think of them as spiritualist icons you know
0: absolutely
3: yeah they are even though they may or may not be full of shit yeah I mean they're full of shit
0: i, feel I mean, like maybe i think we know for sure that they're full of shit i don't think certainly, there's any questioning certainly that. the
1: people pulling like cheesecloth out of their vaginas to calling it ectoplasm <laughs> were also icons that were full of shit so they're full of cheesecloth really but.
0: <laughs> they also they were have creepy a lot <laughs> how much cheesecloth does fucking christine have shoved up her puss? Oh my God. Uh, you know I, I'll text I've her. I've never I'll text asked. Her. I've never asked. That would have been that's a for I'm sure. going to text that to her with no context and just see that what That would she have been says. a funny
3: prank to pull on like your, <laughs> like your doctor before delivering a baby. Just shove oh, a bunch yeah. of weird shit up there. And then like you, the doctor is like, okay, start pushing. And you're like starting to push. And it's like, oh, what the fuck is that? Now, that's something you should
1: definitely text her and be like, for the next baby, I have a prank pre-planned for you yes. and you should just play pretend you're one of the ectoplasm mediums mm-hmm. and just let the doctors discover that that's not <laughs> right well, i'll let you <laughs> handle
0: that and i just wrote her in all caps how much cheesecloth is in your vag with no
3: <laughs> context and i am just what if, standing what by if she gave you an honest answer like <laughs> four sheets
0: like a lot,
1: the, though. the chances like a lot,
3: honestly, though. Honestly,
1: <laughs> the first thing that will probably be happening is I'll get a text being like, "What did you talk about during this episode?" <laughs> like a uh, lot,
3: though. So, like,
0: but there's like so
1: much. When can I take it out?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, okay, I, all I've got is this last quote, so I'll end on this. Is that okay. uh, this is from "The Follies and Frauds of Spiritualism" and talking about the Fox Sisters. The plain fact emerges that the trickery of these two little girls was the means of launching this gigantic fraud which overran America and ultimately the world reaching its (laughs) accumulating point in the rank jungle growths of superstition,
3: which, first of all,
1: what a sentence and also like what a power move of these two little girls to just alter reality as we knew it. I'm fucking
3: into it. I don't care. They
1: literally did alter reality. I love it. It's amazing. And then just to keep it on a more like optimistic view, just to end things uh, in a happy note, that Paris Review essay I talked about earlier, uh, which Mm. was written, by the way, by Edward White, this is a quote about them, that Maggie, especially Maggie in particular, Had in a curious way been an accidental pioneer. 20 years before vaudeville began to give female entertainers a new standing in American pop culture, she and her sisters had trod out a path along which dozens of other female spiritualists followed, many gaining financial independence, social standing, and an outlet for their talents, personalities, and ambitions. So, if they were anything, even if they were fraudulent, they were entertainers. They were entertainers and they were empowering women to look up
0: to, they were entrepreneurs.
1: But, mm-hmm. yes they, <laughs> they were. were yes they
0: were so anyway that is the fox sisters i
3: love amazing. it amazing oh my god
0: congratulations to you for getting through all of that information well, I, i'm sorry that we punted you like the longest case in the world <laughs> no I, our bad no you really I, I, honestly all I, I, of us lucked out because it was a case i already know so
1: well so i, love I actually it. love I, that honestly, it was
3: a case you know so well you could too. answer our spontaneous questions and give a little more insight <laughs> we could speculate a little bit more wildly
1: yeah no, i love it i liked it a lot and i also it does feel like now if there was ever a um a pub trivia about the fox sisters i'd be a fool to not immediately win oh my so, god yeah you're all in yeah i feel like at this point Amazing. i've I've mastered the topic so thank you for giving me the my third try at it and truly you're i will let me give a shout out again what was your researcher's
0: name celia oh, Celia.
1: Beyond nailed it. Like, just like was it was just so good. Thanks,
0: Celia. Yeah. Yes. And thank you, M, for uh doing that so well. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. let's hear a quick word from our sponsors, and then I will do less thorough
2: research <laughs> for you. Perfect. Okay, perfect.
3: <laughs> Think back to some of the best weddings you've ever been to. There's always mm-hmm. like something weird that happens there's like <laughs> an awkward grandma dancing or like mm, someone getting thrown out or like your eight- at
0: you Dave and Anna
3: <laughs> your 18 year old cousin smokes her first cigar and then has to like go puke in the bushes
0: <laughs> cigar cousin cigar cousin
3: Something like that. Maybe not her best wedding, but maybe, maybe one not. of mine.
0: But definitely your best wedding. <laughs> there's
3: truly personal. There's so many moments. Moments that aren't just like walking down the aisle and the first dance mm-hmm. and the blah, blah, blah. That's not even like the stuff that you really ever remember. Right. It's, it's not the good stuff. It's all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So whatever kind of wedding you want, there is one place to start. And that is Zola.
0: Oh, my gosh. Zola has Everything you need. I am newly engaged. I have ADHD. Zola is everything. It's all in one place. I'm talking amazing venues and local caterers and florists and photographers. Like you can find vendors and all kinds of detail oriented stuff that you need for your wedding, <laughs> all on one website. They also offer stunning save the dates and invites that you can customize to make them perfect for you. Uh, I got the second or third of our free sample for uh, our invites and we like just finalized all the font. And I am so excited to send them out. They are gorgeous. Your website is
3: amazing.
0: Oh, my website's incredible. I felt like an IT guru (laughs) genius when I built it. And um, they also just make things like gathering your guests' addresses, all the RSVP, all that stuff. They make that so, so, so easy. Um, Having that free wedding website, that is a must because let me tell you, before your invites even go out, people have questions, okay? They have questions. They have lots of them. (laughs) So if you don't want your entire family blowing up your phone, get your free wedding website from Zola. I have like an FAQ page on mine that answers some of their questions. I have lodging recommendations. I have travel recommendations. Like anything that they could text or call me about, I'm like, it's on the website. You do not need to ask me any
3: questions. I've already booked my room.
0: Yeah, there you go. And let's not forget the best part, building your wedding registry. So, yeah, I have been building mine. And honestly, I keep adding stuff to it (laughs) because I can't stop. They're so great. They have everything. I have some of the fancy kitchen appliances. You know, you got to get your KitchenAid mixer. Mm -hmm. But like the cash funds. Oh, yeah. hi. You could fund your honeymoon.
3: That's what you really want. That's what you really want. There's no right way to get married, but there is only one place to start. Whatever your style or budget, Zola has thought of everything. Start planning the wedding you want at Zola.com. That's Z O L A.com. Treat your nuptials. Treat them.
0: One of the most exciting things that came about for me this year was discovering Thrive Cosmetics. Turns out I'm like way behind everybody else on this train (laughs) because these products are amazing. These are high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. I am wearing the uh, Thrive Cosmetics mascara right now as we speak. It makes me look like I have lash extensions on. It's my favorite. Yeah, and... I actually, my eyes get irritated from a lot of different mascaras, but this one, I could like fall asleep in it, which I don't recommend, but you can. And I do not have any irritation. And it's like, there's no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates. Like, what even are those? I don't know. (laughs) Keep them out of my stuff. It's certified 100% vegan and cruelty free. And cause is in the name for a reason because every purchase supports organizations that help communities
2: thrive.
3: Yes, they super do. I love that they have a mission behind their products. Um, So they have their Bigger Than Beauty initiative. So Mm. for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes. Love that. And so you can feel good about that. You can also feel good about the way you look. Mm-hmm. So to piggyback off Amanda, I have got to tell you more about this Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Yes. It's their best-selling product. Like I said, I'm wearing it right now, too. It's super easy to take off at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't, like, disappear as the day wears on. Yeah. It has more than 20,000 five-star reviews. It's ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara. It's, it doesn't clump. It doesn't yep. smudge. It doesn't flake and i can just if i'm like heading out the door with no other makeup on my face and i'm like mm-hmm. oh, i want to look a little a little more put together maybe mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. slap this baby on my eyelashes mm-hmm. and it makes a huge difference my eyes just look i don't know awake or something yeah yep. it's clean nourishing ingredients support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time It's absolutely, I I love not only their mascara, but all of their products. And again, there's a great cause behind it. So there's really no reason not to give uh, Thrive Cosmetics a try.
0: Seriously, now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash gals. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C A U S E M E T I C S. dot com slash gals for fifteen percent off your first order and treat you beauty. Treat it. Okay, are y'all ready for my case? Never. Yes. It's actually really perfect what you covered, M, because I'm gonna kind of like take it from where you left off. Okay.
1: I I closed out of the notes, so I don't know
0: what you're covering great okay you will okay i'm sure you'll immediately know okay so much like our case that you grace us with with for this episode i wanted to dive into like the folks who hunt the hunters
2: mm. Ooh,
3: i okay. am because as one we know
0: yeah i'm the one who knocks as some ghost hunters and spiritualists are fucking vipers who prey on the vulnerable yes 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 like this this exists so this was a huge issue especially in the 20s with the rising fad of spiritualism and there were an elite few committed to taking down the phonies.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: one of those ghost hunter hunters was an absolute icon named Rose Mackenberg. <sighs> okay,
1: literally one of my favorite topics. She's amazing. <laughs> Does that mean you're also going to be covering my boy Mr. H Oh yeah.
0: We'll get, yeah, I'm not gonna focus too heavily on him, but you can't talk about Rosalie without talking about Harry. Can I also uh, let's talk I, about the husband, Harry Houdini?
1: I was gonna say we. I have a. We also have a two parter, and that's why we drink. Where I, I had like a full blown like. Hyper fixated deep dive on Harry Houdini mm-hmm. and Rose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was one fifty five, one fifty six. I'm not trying to like d- drive people over to my show. No, listen, I, listen I to want you drive to them. drive people over to listen your show. Listen to listen to and that's what you drink after you listen to this. And if this mm-hmm. uh, doesn't doesn't satisfy for some ungodly reason, you have backup information waiting for you. Oh, in it, and that's it what won't drink. satisfy. You have backspatter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be the backspatter of wine and crime.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, you're really good at. It. thank you. But I will no. never not envision a deer taking a dump every time we say back spatter. <laughs> just my back knee just, is all I can see. Just back know that, scatter. Sorry, scatter. Just know that. Um, I
1: when it comes to Harry Houdini and and Rose, and I assume you're going to talk about the little army of spies or something. Um, oh, yeah, just know that this you couldn't have picked. This really is
0: I think I should it's never come episode. back on the
1: show because everything yeah. is so currently on brand with all my
0: favorite stuff. We <laughs> knew you would love this. It's so fun. I'm so happy to make you happy. It's so fun. Okay, I'm ready. So, I'm ready. I I mean, you're going to you're going to have so much to offer this cuz I'm not I don't go that deep. But I go I cover the stuff that I really love. So Okay. Rose was born on July 10th, 1892. She's a cancer like our spooky little bitch Lucy. Sure <laughs> she <laughs> frankly, cries <a> Lucy, lot. <laughs> she is she's you in another life. <laughs> <Excellent>. She's amazing. <laughs> she was raised in Brooklyn, so she just grew up taking absolutely zero shit. Like you can just picture her. And oh, yeah. if you can't picture her, there are pictures of her on the drive, which will be on the blog. Okay. She's a, a fashion icon. So she was already blazing her own trail as a working woman. She was working as a stenographer and a private investigator for like a New York law office God, and took I her own private investigation already. clients. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She also had a keen interest in psychics and spiritualism. Nice. And she did actually believe that there were folks out there who were able to connect with like the spirit world. Like she wasn't. Uh, she was a skeptic but she wasn't a non-believer right She's
2: there were me. people
1: there were people outside of the fox sisters who were actually like
0: dif- like frauding people of stuff mm-hmm.
2: like there, there could mm-hmm. be some
1: true diamonds in the
0: rough
2: mm-hmm.
0: exactly okay she was curious like about this practice and you know she didn't necessarily like seek out a bunch of sessions with like a fucking psychic herself but she was like into it right so her curiosity peaked when a case came into the law office and like her private investigation skills that involved an investment gone bad at the like advisement of a psychic medium Mm. and then this guy who had lost a bunch of money was like look into this motherfucker who told me to like invest in this stock that then went belly up Mm -hmm. And take this motherfucker down because this motherfucker just cost me a buttload of money. So
3: the motherfucker purported to be a psychic, but was actually just like a (laughs) stockbroker.
0: I don't even know if they were a stockbroker. I think they were a psychic that this this investor had routinely sought the advice of. And despite knowing nothing of the stock market, was like, oh, I see Bitcoin in your future. I was going to say, this feels invest. like some crypto guy who's yeah. like, invest in, in
1: GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> and someone involved in like NFTs is like, you don't even know how big this is going to get. You need
0: to like right. really
1: dip your toes in it now. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then it
0: fucking went in the opposite direction. And this investor is pissed and is like, well, this medium must be a fucking phony. I want you to suss them out. Mm hmm. So this stuck out to Rose as being A, a bunch of bullshit. So she was ready to like knock it out of the park and B in right in that realm of interest that she already had in psychics and spiritualism. Mm-hmm. So at the same time that this case came across her desk, her special friend Harry Houdini, ever oh, heard of him? That man. Absolutely exquisite. Had kicked into high gear a campaign against spiritualism. Mm-hmm. So this is a quote from Wednesdayswomen.com. <laughs> quote, magician Harry Houdini attended his first seance in 1891, hoping to hear from his dead parents. Mm -hmm. He and his wife even created a spiritualist act when they found themselves in financial straits. So this was like in tandem with how popular it got when like the Fox sisters were doing it. Yeah. Houdini was maybe his act wasn't going so great. And then he was like, okay, well, everybody's into spiritualism. Let's do a spiritualism. Act and then it like oh it's like oh cool Our mortgage is paid now dope let's do this (laughs) Uh, But Houdini dissolved the act As he saw people's grief and vulnerability Believing they were in touch with their Dearly beloved Mm Mm-hmm. So at this point, Houdini had kind of deviated from, like, his regular programming, his regular act, his escaping from a fish tank in a (laughs) straitjacket to recreate and disprove, like, swindler tactics that had become popular in the spiritualism community. It's kind of like Penn and Teller's bullshit. Yes. But, like, he he was the first one to do it.
1: I think him and Penn and Teller would have been bro out, friends bro oh out. my god and uh especially because i don't i don't know if you're gonna get to this but he actually so he had one um uh, if you want to write this down and if, if i can just give your researchers immediately something to do um Let's go <clears throat> excuse me uh her name is marjorie crandon and it was hit his are you gonna mention marjorie crandon mm, let me see no okay so this is houdini's arch nemesis of mediums and Mm. like one of the reasons that he ended up putting out this whole show where he was trying to like disprove uh, Mm -hmm. mediums he even he like he was calling her out publicly on stage being like Marjorie Crandon if you are a real medium come up here and do what I just did but for real like he was like it was had to be the hottest gossip of the time. So, like, oh, yeah, talk about fucking tavern goss. Yeah, if you just saying, if you want to like really go back into this later, if you want to look up mm-hmm. Houdini versus Marjorie Crandon, like, it was it. bananas.
0: I'm fucking here for that rivalry. Perfect. So, he is like, now his show basically, at least for this stretch of time, consists of him on this crusade to expose spiritualists as frauds. Yes. So, Rose was like, H Doug, I need your help with this case. And <laughs> H- he was like, Rosie, I'm here for it. Let's fucking go. So as the two started to work together, Houdini recognized Rosie's analytical mind and quick wit. Mm. So after this first investigation where she sought out his counsel and like his expertise, he was like, You're hired. Let's go. So he hired her as an undercover investigator in his like special ops fucking team God. <laughs> that he put together to debunk spiritualism. It's so she true. worked, she's, she's amazing. So she worked alongside other lady spiritualism spies, including Houdini's own niece, Julia Sawyer, a former magician's assistant, Alberta Chapman. And then his team was also made up. So of these three women and three men, Clifford, Eddie jr, Robert Geisel and Amadea Vacha. Wow. And this is what they would do. Yeah. So Houdini was on a nationwide tour already around this time. So he would send his team to a city that he'd be performing in like a week or so before he arrived. And the team would look into the local spiritualist scene and attend seances, have their cards read. Literally exactly what Blortney, Kenyon, Scott and I do every time we visit Lucy in Des Moines. (laughs) (laughs) Like go to the local witch shop. I, and like also they're by probably the way, having
1: a seance. Oh my I was going to say seance. they, oh God, they get joints. to expense the greatest trip of every time. It's the mm-hmm. dream job. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Can you I would love to be told like, oh, here's this amount of money. I need you to go to every medium in town and just party yeah. it up. <laughs>
2: and also make
0: sure you book your stay at this like historically haunted hotel and debunk
3: all of those. Exactly. And also know, like too. buy wine on the company card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. This is a quote from the New York Times, quote, by her count, Mackenberg investigated more than 300 psychics and seers in the two years that she worked for Houdini mm-hmm. and many, many more after that. In a career that lasted decades and led her to testify before Congress, which we'll get to, she proved to be quick-witted, adept with disguises, and unblinkingly skeptical. Ugh. Speaking to
1: a reporter of her, I know. I know you are her. I really wish that we were spending more time on her
0: disguises. I know. Oh, (laughs) we'll get to some of her disguises because the names of her disguises are amazing. Okay. Speaking to a reporter for the Hearst newspapers in 1949, she boasted, I smell a rat before I smell the incense. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I got honestly pants. if that wasn't on her no. fucking tombstone then i don't know yes. what better quote would have been on her tombstone Ooh. i want that
0: tattooed on my body
1: actually yeah. if i had to get a tattoo i'm still um a, a tattoo virgin that
0: mm-hmm. is a i smell a rat before i smell the incense i don't hate it so that's <laughs> definitely a, a, a runner up for sure you could get an homage to this quote by getting a tattoo of a cute little rat with like the smell lines of incense like Smoking up behind it, Oh, or his tail is the incense stick or something. Yeah, that'd be extremely mm. cute. Ooh, just saying, I'm... we can workshop this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got you. We'll 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 continue to discuss this after the call. Okay,
3: <laughs> at your honeymoon,
0: at my honeymoon, <laughs> that you're also invited to. So
3: thank you. your honeymoon with M. Yeah. Oh, 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 right. Then of course <laughs> i <was> invited <laughs> because it's yeah. our honeymoon. We just kissed. It's fine. So, in, an, in okay. another in another
1: world, Amanda, you and me.
3: Yeah.
0: When both of our partners tragically die in an accident that was totally not our fault. We will go on our honeymoon. That was totally not our fault when uh, mm-hmm. when
1: Allison says I don't believe in ghosts and then Billy somehow goes me too and then we both mm-hmm. just up and walk out and never out. turn around you both
3: visit your mom the same weekend e- exactly yeah. and then and our moms love each other yeah in Hawaii and
0: <laughs> it's really weird that we need to just stay there forever <laughs> so some of her infamous costumes included the following which I think can all be found in plastic pouches at spirit Halloween and I'm fucking ready to go <laughs> Uh, one, one is rustic school teacher. Oh, God. Another is credulous servant girl. And my personal favorite, tipsy consultant. Ooh.
2: Honestly, I feel like
0: tipsy
1: consultant was the best disguise of them all because t- and oh. everyone, no one has a problem telling tipsy people their their secrets.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's also a photo on the drive which again will be on the blog that features her and a bunch of her costumes. One says a smartly garbed widow. Oh my we God. have They're we so have rustic good. school teacher featured up here. We have credulous servant girl featured. Small town woman. I feel like <laughs> the Small des- town. I got to say I feel like the
1: description of each of these is just kind of a synonym for the last thing you said. Yeah, I imagine them all having the exact same outfit.
0: Oh, absolutely. But they, they're, I mean, they're they're different. They are a little different. Yeah. Okay. But they're also like, you know, they are reflective of the times, specifically one that is quote, a believing semi-invalid
3: where she (laughs) is seated. Not great. I definitely like, ableist. I like the vamp from the country. Yep.
0: I, Yo, I vamp really, from the country is gorgeous. Yeah. This definitely fur. was
1: part of the times also where like modest is hottest because mm-hmm. like she is covered the fuck up.
0: Covered. Gloves, socks, stockings. Headpieces, glasses. The only one where she's like a little slutty is smartly garbed widow. Uh, tipsy consultant is a mess and I love it. <laughs> In this picture it looks like one of those raccoon Consultant
3: is I feel must.
0: like
1: Vamp <laughs> from the Country and Woman Seeking Lost Relatives are both. Mm-hmm. I think one just has a coat on. That's the only exactly. difference. Exactly. They're them. the same
0: costume. Mm-hmm. I think they're the same costume. I feel well, like she glasses. was. Glasses. Glasses and a coat.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like she really had about three pieces and just found yep. a way to put each of them with a different thing and created nine different hey. ensembles day, and there was day to no,
0: night this yeah. is the, yeah.
3: this is a smartly dressed woman
0: <laughs> and there was no instagram so you could just go to a different town and no one ever knew you existed before you showed up there exactly so,
3: yeah on, good for you my favorite is a smartly garbed widow because of the mm-hmm. veil the like yeah, headpiece it's good. yeah i like I, that
1: I feel like we're not even trying with the credulous servant girl. I feel like we're not. No. you just walked in and threw some glasses on.
0: Right. It's yeah. just the glasses.
1: There's definitely But the costumes were she was known for these costumes. I feel like if she were really that known, a medium would have seen her and been like, You're a credulous servant girl. Hang on a second. <laughs> you look like yes. a thing. Are you a small town matron perchance? Because uh <laughs> you remind me of someone like that vamp from the country. You know, like if- <laughs> I feel like very quickly, they I could feel like all bleed into each in other. like we've met before in another
0: world. Yeah, exactly. So she would go into all of these, like, shops and participate in all of these, quote-unquote, psychic readings and rituals. And then write detailed reports on their findings and, like, bring them to Houdini, who would often include these findings in his shows. So then he would show up in that town and just spill the fucking tea. Yep to these rooms full of people yep and be like the spiritualists in your town are fucking assholes who are just banking off of like by name vulnerability
1: yeah by name he'd be like oh yeah he'd be like i had someone sitting on this one and by the way Mm -hmm. this girl
0: this is exactly how she does it it was like exactly yeah then he would do the tricks my god like talk about a tattletale
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I get but, why he
0: did it, but also... Narc. I know. But I, it's pretty brilliant.
1: No, it's genius, and, and I totally back him because these people really were exploiting people, but mm-hmm. also, Narc, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, can't
3: we just I, have fun? I personally love, like, magic tricks, and mm-hmm. I also, I'm always, like, looking to see how they're done, but I don't really want to know. I
0: know. I never want to know.
3: I love that shit. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. So, throughout
0: this tour, he's effectively debunking and undermining the credibility of local spiritualists in cities all over the country that he would tour in. So cool. This obviously ruffled a lot of feathers in the spiritualism community. Mm. One of these ruffled, feathered folks was an Indianapolis medium named Charles Gonzalez. Ooh. He claimed to be one of America's leading spiritualists, and he wrote a super pissed off letter to Houdini with, I can only assume, a lot of "How dare yous" and "You'll be hearing from my lawyers," and "I'm the real fucking deal over here." So <laughs>
3: it was an apped,
0: yeah. So Houdini was like, "Rosie, girl, you know what to do." Yeah, Go. sick him. Yep. So, quote, <laughs> posing as a bereaved mother, Mackenberg told Gonzalez that her baby had recently died and she was desperate to check on the baby in the afterlife. Gonzalez, claiming to work through an 800-year-old Hindu spirit guide... Problematic. And, a, <laughs> and, yep, and a spirit wife named Ella, told Mackenberg that for $25, he could teach her to access the afterlife by gazing into a bowl of water. No. But it would be so much easier to make contact with the Hindu spirit guide... If she took off her clothes. Oh well, no. Yup. Uh yeah. I,
1: not
2: yep.
0: e- not expected, but also not surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm surprised I feel
1: like I I feel like I'm shocked actually that there aren't more stories like that.
0: There definitely are. So <laughs> Mackenberg declined. I mean like red flags all over the place. <laughs> So she investigated. She wrote up her report like she declined to take her clothes off. But even after being essentially assaulted mm-hmm. with that fucked up ass, yep. she stayed to finish her investigation. <gasps> wow. Gave her a report to Houdini. And six weeks later, Houdini shows up in Indianapolis to do a show. And our boy Gonzalez got tickets. Houdini like legitimately found out from the box office that he would <laughs> be there in the audience. And called him out on stage in front of a packed house, and Gonzalez was booed out of his seat and fled the show. Good for him. (laughs) Fucking bye. (laughs) And I will
1: say, from my own research with Houdini, I can confirm he was like that with all of his, like, medium spies. Where, like, well, he, if anyone ever made any of them feel uncomfortable, I don't know about the, like, I hadn't heard of any other stories of, like, them being told to go so far as take their clothes off but if Mm -hmm. any of them had made them feel uncomfortable Houdini was like ready to pounce so like oh very very excited uh, that we've got an ally
0: in our in our midst yeah Houdini was not fucking having it with that shit yeah so this was one of Rose's go to personas the the bereaved mother she typically went into appointments posing as either a grieving mother or a grieving widow. Mm-hmm. She said, iconically, in an interview in the 70s, she said, quote, I never married, but I have received messages from a thousand husbands and twice as many children in the world to come. Oh. <laughs> in- invariably, well, they told people. me they were. <laughs> invariably, they told me they were happy where they were, which was not entirely flattering to me.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So though she used her relentless wit when giving interviews about her work, she did face a lot of fucked up shit while she was undercover. Like she was almost constantly harassed by male spiritualists. She was groped, mm. she was asked to take off her clothes. This happened so frequently that Houdini encouraged her to carry a yeah. gun. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which she refused. She didn't do it. Yeah. And I don't I just I once again must insist, never meet a man <laughs> unless it's Harry Houdini,
1: apparently. Yeah, Harry Houdini was on your side, but uh mm-hmm. no, no, I that was that was what I was implying earlier with my thing, but like yeah, he said anyone who was working for him should yep. feel as safe as they need to, however they need yeah. to.
0: Yeah. So. And if that means you're packing, yep. pack up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So again, from the New York Times Quote, Mackenberg's most newsworthy case came in 1926 when Congress was considering a bill to outlaw, and this was like in the terminology at the time fortune telling in Washington. Mm-hmm. Public hearings became chaotic as people made competing claims on the validity of divination. Houdini, a star witness, shared the results of his investigations into spiritualism, calling mediums quote, mental degenerates and cross examining professional psychics himself. I think oh. he
1: actually um during that uh during being like, in front of Congress, I think he actually mm-hmm. also used their tricks against them and was trying to prove to them, like, this is how they're doing it. So, like, yep. because a bunch of people in Congress, just like how Lincoln was trying to hide that he mm-hmm. did seances because he didn't want that to affect people's opinion of him, a lot of people in Congress would say the, like, oh, this is forbidden. But they were also, like, just paying a bunch of money to make sure that it was kept secret when they would have their own, quote, fortunes told. But they were going in and having their own they were clients for different mediums about like what we should do in the government. And so all of these oh. people were making decisions in the government. It was and sort mediums. of like
3: it was sort of like abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so literally mm-hmm. the same fucking thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> going mm-hmm. into hiding
1: and doing it if they wanted to, but then pretending yeah. it needed to be banned. But I think the story went that Houdini ended up either through his own little army finding out who those congress people were going to medium wise and then using oh, those mediums tricks against them to try to like brilliant. to try to prove like the people you're going to are frauds yeah so like, yeah, we need that act- for
3: abortion rights uh-huh mm.
1: yep that honestly houdini are you listening
0: we should yeah see what
1: happens. he's he not because
3: he said he died of a stomach punch on halloween he did yeah. he did <laughs> yeah
0: it's really sad
3: um uh, so <laughs> Mackenberg, <laughs> awkward,
0: quickly, stomach. quickly moving. Lucy oh. always comes in with the awkward fun fact. <laughs> he died of a stomach punch on Halloween. That's kind of all I know about him. Well, I, I know. can
1: I could tell you more about it later if uh, if Amanda doesn't say it at the end. She but,
0: will. I I won't say it at the end, so I'll bring you back okay. to flesh that out. Cool. So Mackenberg, for her part, testified about her recent undercover experiences visiting Jane Coates a notable Washington medium, so it was probably like the medium that these folks were going to. It was my testimony, brief and pointed, she said, that touched off the rockets and pinwheels and giant crackers of startled emotion when wrathful persons broke in with protestations and shouts of, that's a lie, and we never did such a thing. Okay. Drama queen, I love it. (laughs) I do too. So her bombshell was... This. She said that Coates had confided to her that the proposed legislation would never be passed because, like you just said, her customers included four senators Mm. and because, quote, table tipping seances are held at the White House with President Coolidge and his family. So they're never going to make this illegal because, like, all the people in charge of this love it. Gotcha. So Coates denied the allegations that she spilled this tea. And she noted, quote, today's session was unusually disorderly and came near winding up in a free for all fist fight. Oh, oh, my God. And fisticuffs, d- fisticuffs. <laughs> and despite their best efforts, obviously, the practice of, quote unquote, fortune telling, which, again, that's what it was previously co- previously called. It's a problematic term. I'm just using it in the context of the law that yeah. they're trying to pass and the article at the time, Yep was not outlawed, and mediums are still working and thriving today. And I have one that I go to, and I love her. So shout out to Jenny from Triluminous here in Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) So Rose's dear friend and colleague, Harry Houdini, would die the same year, 1926, that she testified in front of Congress. And why don't you tell us more about how he died? Oh, okay. So I was
1: telling you about Marjorie Crandon, his arch nemesis, Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. was like a... Super duper medium that he just outspokenly hated, and all the newspapers was like, "She is the fucking bane of my existence. I hate mm-hmm. this woman." Yeah. And there were a lot of people who were either like Team Houdini, Team Marjorie, and eventually, after Houdini has like had like shredded her reputation, mm. there were still like big fans who doubled down on whatever Marjorie Cranon had to say. And one of her last predictions was. Harry Houdini will be dead by November and Halloween night the night before (gasps) November he died from a stomach punch which ruptured his appendix and the reason behind that is because one of his tricks is that he always had like this stomach of steel where like people could punch him in the stomach and like he wouldn't even feel it but the way that he actually performed that trick is he had a way of like tensing up his muscles a particular way. And so when he was ready for it, if you punched him, he was fine. But someone broke into his backstage into sucker the green punch. room after his show and sucker punched him when he wasn't ready. And they hit him so hard that it killed him. And a lot of people think that that was actually one of Marjorie Crandon's supporters who was trying to like uh, fulfill her prediction to prove hit. that she was actually a true medium and that's fucked up. disprove everything that Houdini had ever said. So there's a whole theory that it was actually like, a hit that was against him for the spiritualists. A literal uh, hit, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, could have been. I don't know.
1: And I will say last fun fact about his death, though, is that I, a while ago, was trying to get into the Magic Castle, which is a big thing mm-hmm. out in Los Angeles. Oh,
3: yep. it's my dream to go there. Oh, I could take you sometime. Well, I
1: guess <gasps> I, I can't anymore, but I know people there who could get me and then you in.
0: Hot damn. But
1: I did not make it, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I tried though. Isn't like Neil Patrick Harris in that
3: he's yeah! the president.
1: He's the president of it. That's you go right, into that's right. a literal we just castle about and this. talk a,
3: and 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 see yeah, magic do tricks. Magic. It's a yeah. We I just talked it. about I this on our it. episode with um with Patrick. I know i, think, I right? want it.
0: It's yeah, yeah, It's yeah.
3: a literal
1: castle full of magicians, and Ugh. so
0: I auditioned wow. for LA it. LA is weird. I. It's
1: a actually like it's a great. It's also like one of the like it has a lot of secrets to it and everything, and like based on. The level of a magician you are, there are certain rooms that you get different access to, and wow. a whole like there's a whole room or a whole wing of it that's all of truly Harry Houdini's original magic, cool. and not just his props, but like his actual books on how he performed the magic. So if you want to Ooh, learn the-, the secrets, yeah, if you if you get to a certain level, you get to know Harry Houdini's secrets and perform those. in every Halloween night, which is interesting because he was so against spiritualism he did always kind of keep the window open and him and his wife had a secret code word that if spiritualism really was real and if you really oh, could yeah. have seances you would be able to give a uh, he he gave his wife the code so that if he ever died she could try to contact him and to this day oh he
0: didn't just give his wife the code and we'll get to it
1: and on Halloween night, uh, every Halloween, the Magic Castle offers a seance in Houdini's room full of all of his stuff to try to bring him cool. back. Oh, my
3: God. Anyway. So when even... you when you said I tried to get into the Magic Castle one time. Yeah. That means oh. you tried to work there. No, 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 no. Like, I tried to audition become a member. You have, yeah. yeah, you have to audition. And then if you're good enough,
1: they you become a magician there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But to like essentially work there. I I was just talking oh, about, oh. I want to just go there once for a no, night. Like, the, so it's,
1: to, to become a member. It's slept. exclusive. It's an exclusive club that you have to be a magician member to be able to even get into so the castle. So you can castle. go as
0: the guest of a magician
3: member. Oh, yes. Oh my fucking God. That's the only way Try we can
0: <laughs>
1: Try again. <laughs> Try again. Try <laughs> again. I actually, you know what? I remember I auditioned and the guy who I did my first run with, he said... Um, I guess they had just recently gotten really strict on like, you have to be like a certain level of really good.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: but like a year before I auditioned, apparently they were like letting a lot of people in regardless of their expertise. And Mm -hmm. he was like, if you had auditioned last year, you would be in the magic castle, but Mm -hmm. because we're trying to be really strict. Like, I think you need to, you know, you know spruce it up a bit. And one of the, pro- <laughs> oh. the one of the programs that they have is they literally have magic school where like there's like f- amazing four whole ass semesters of magic school that starts you at like novice all the way to being able to perform at the castle. Oh so, my god. Whoa. Anyway, I have thought about just you know, biting the bullet and devoting your
0: entire life to that and going back to magic school. But then I was like, that's mm-hmm. a little too close to clown school. I don't know. <laughs> so no, I'm fully, I am fully supportive. It's different enough that I won't be mad about it.
1: If you would like to, uh, if there, we could do a Kickstarter to get me into magic school. That'd done. be great. <laughs>
0: done. I P love magic. magic. Tuition. I
3: love magic.
0: Lucy's losing her
3: shit. I, okay. I, I okay. Do, I, it's one of my passions. Take it. I get it. Take a deep breath. We're
0: almost done. <laughs> so, oh or what did i do? <laughs> i hate you. So, <laughs> even after Houdini passed away, Rose continued the work long after his death. <laughs> While she did deviate somewhat from spiritualism as the trend like faded a little bit in the 30s and 40s, she dedicated her life to combating fraud in all of its forms, working with police agencies, insurance companies, and the Better Business Bureau to like suss out the phonies. Mm-hmm she gave lectures on how to spot a phony psychic and broke down the theatrical tricks that she had seen hundreds of fake mediums employ in darkened rooms like hidden harmonicas to produce ghostly noises for example just like (laughs) with like a bellows that you just like pump with your foot (laughs) Nice. she also wrote numerous newspapers and magazine articles on the topic as well as an unpublished autobiography called so you want to attend
3: a seance. So you think you can dance. You can dance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire?
1: We
2: could do this all day. So you want I, to attend To a attend seance. a seance.
0: <laughs> I love it so much. So a 1949 Hearst Syndicate article described her as, quote, perhaps the only woman ghostbuster in the world. Wow. And while she never got to see the world evolve into, like, internet and social media times that gives frauds unfettered access to their targets personal lives. Mm-hmm. She did spot trends that are still prevalent today such as the rise in fraudulent behaviors and misinformation in times of national turmoil like when we're at war 9-11 or yeah, in a financial crisis. She was like tracking this kind of shit while she was doing her research for Houdini. Wow. So when individuals are more vulnerable and afraid we're more susceptible to scammy bullshit and we're more willing to seek out unconventional methods of comfort is really what she what it all comes down to. Yeah.
1: I would also argue it's when you are, I mean, at your personal lowest of grief. And that's why Mm -hmm. the two big rises in spiritualism came after massive wars where so many people lost a loved one that all the people at home were
0: desperate. They were desperate to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They lost their husbands, their brothers, their sons, their fathers. I mean, it was awful. And a lot of them
1: didn't even get to like hear how or it was just like they were just a a random there are no body remains to put to
0: rest even like. Yeah. It, yeah. And so you can uh, imagine why this would become so popular, especially in that specific time of American history. I mm-hmm. forget
1: which World War was, but it, the first wave came right after the Civil War. And then I think the next one was World War I. Mm-hmm. And those were the two massive waves of spiritualism of just people desperate to yeah talk to their yep. family. So it's so sad.
0: So. Rose lived a fascinating 75 years. Most of it settled down in her apartment on West 24th Street in Manhattan, where she insisted on keeping the lights on because she had gotten, quote, tired of dark rooms. (laughs) I don't blame her. probably, like, being groped (laughs) by gross men. Very fair. Keep the fucking lights on. So though she dedicated her life to sniffing out spiritualist frauds, she never actually lost her faith in an afterlife or even the existence of ghosts. She said, quote, she was willing to believe in an afterlife, but having investigated more than a thousand mediums, she had never seen proof of one. Interesting. Yep. It said that prior to his death, Houdini gave about twenty friends Mm -hmm. and his wife secret codes that were different for each of them then, to attempt to communicate from beyond the grave. And Mackenberg was one of the recipients of these codes. Are off a code from him, and as late as 1945, she reported that quote his message has not come through. Oh. Mm. well. So we still have not heard from Houdini. What a shame.
3: I feel like I, know. I feel like not all ghosts come through. Some they of them, are, some of them have like really high energy, and some of them just don't. Yeah, I wonder. And what- some of
0: them, like Christine, never respond to your cheesecloth question. <laughs> Rude. I have also not
1: gotten a text yet to be... I keep waiting for her to be like, why is Amanda texting me this? <laughs> uh, no, I... Uh, yeah, I don't know what the reasoning would be. It's just anyone's guess as to why some come through and some don't. I wonder if there's ever, like, spirits who just were such skeptics when mm-hmm. they were alive that just to keep the theory, to, to make it look like they were right, they just don't come through. Like, I mm-hmm. had a, f- I They're that f- petty. Well, I had a, I had a friend who I used to go gust hunting with and he was not a believer. And I was like, okay, well, whichever one of us goes first, you know, we have to prove it to the other. And then he straight up, fucking died and then i brought out all of my ghost equipment and i was like all right time to shine like show me what we're all about here and i've every time i've ever asked for a sign he's never given me one and i he would be the person I think he's spitefully not doing it i think so too i would yeah knowing him he thinks it's hysterical that i'm so frustrated that i made a mm-hmm. literal pact with a ghost who is <laughs> not providing, is not
0: like, not doing their end of the bargain. He is enjoying your turmoil from be- the beyond, yes.
1: I can feel that. Yeah, it. that's I think his so, own too. way
3: of haunting you.
1: I think mm-hmm. he is haunting. He haunts my dreams because I've I never got an answer, so. Mm-hmm. I love it.
3: Huh. Well, that's my
0: case for this week. And we have special thanks to give first and foremost to Crystal Danielle for choosing this amazing
3: topic this week. Yes, yeah, this Crystal. was so Such fucking good. a good topic. It was perfect on... for Halloween. Perfect for M. All mm-hmm. my favorite,
1: all my favorite topics. I I really do th- like one of my favorite topics is talking about Houdini and his spies. And my other favorite one is, or that my most recent one that I feel really confident talking about is the Fox sisters. So you really nailed it.
0: Yes, we crushed it. And we can't thank you enough for joining us yes.
1: today. Please plug yourself.
3: Tell the people where they can find you if they don't already know.
1: <laughs> uh, I Well, you can find me at Schultz on all of my social media. I have a TikTok. Apparently, Amanda thinks that, I, that yes. makes me famous.
0: You have millions of likes and views. I
1: don't really post a lot on TikTok, but I do. You can find me in the comment section if we have the same algorithm. <laughs> yes, I see
0: you in my comment section <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but not on Biscuit Talk. So you got to get over there with me.
1: I, okay. I, I also, uh, where else can you find me? Uh, oh, on a That's podcast.
3: Drink.
1: <laughs> I have a <laughs> podcast called That's Why We Drink. You can find it, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I also have another podcast I do with Spotify, uh, and their podcast team called Rituals. And we're only like 30 episodes in there, but it's very, very fun. We talk about the exact same kind of stuff, just with a different tone. And, so cool. uh, I think that's it. We have a book that's out at Mm -hmm. stores called A Haunted Road Atlas. Um, Sure fucking do. And that's been going pretty good. Uh, We're about to finish our current tour, which is called Here for the Booze. But we are already looking at dates for our next tour coming up in 2023.
3: So, yay. That's so exciting and fun. I'm so excited. The world has opened back up again. I I can't can't wait wait for touring.
0: I, mm-hmm.
1: I I would love for us to be able to cross over and like have a uh, be in the same city at the same time. Oh, together, yeah. So. Let's
0: let's find a way to make that happen. Yeah. let's do it. All right.
1: So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you so that. much. And
3: thank you to Em. Thank you to Crystal Danielle. And we will see you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you, everyone. Ba-da.